What's up, everybody? We're back again with another edition of Beers on the Gridiron. I'm your host, Connor the Cat, with my co-host, as always, Tommy Tindanis. Sorry, I'm, I'm not getting up again to beer. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> wow, wow. Thanks. Did, yeah. did it sound good? Yeah, not, sound good? not really. Oh, okay. it's, it sounded good. It sounded good, but not like an actual... Do you want me to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> first one was better. Even worse. Even worse. Even worse. But honestly, the worse it gets, the more I like it. Really? So, <laughs> 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 so how are you guys doing? It's been a couple and, weeks. And joined by our oh, yeah, aficionado someday. And uh, yeah, doing uh, doing good. Doing great. Yeah. Uh, I'm loving just the, the football news. Absolutely. Uh, following training camp every day. It's just gearing me up, getting me back in the swing of things. I'm just counting down the days at this point. Can I ask you guys, do you guys have like writers that actually keep like stats? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Because oh. I, I have the one the one guy who you don't like, yeah. Elliot Short Park. Yeah. He keeps yeah, yeah, yeah. the training camp stats. I, I saw his stats for today. He's very serious about it. Uh, but no, I mean, I've, I mean, it's not the Giants, but... Uh, I mean, we have our beat reporters are freaking great. Um, I mean, we have not all of them, but the ones that are great are great. And yeah. then the you know the podcasts and Twitter account guys that go, um, they're actually really good too. So, nice. Um, yeah, we have a couple good ones, and there's a few bad eggs in there too yeah. as well. Like any kind of media. The bad, the bad eggs are typically from the bigger uh, newspapers. Yeah. It's like, uh, and they jump in whenever they feel like it. But like Dan Duggan is just, in my opinion. Hey man, they ask like the hard press questions. Oh, Someone's got to do it. It's got to yeah. be them, you know. Yeah, and and he, and he asks them in a, a respectful way too, not like uh, I'm being a douchebag. Right. He's like the way that he words it. It's like, hey, like you know, this is what I gotta ask. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so getting jacked up. Get jacked up too, man. I'm ready to go. We're going to start today with a little uh, training camp news from each of our team. I'm sure we got something and all that kind of stuff. And uh, look forward to hearing from you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what do you guys want to start with first? Well, I feel like before we get into training camp, oh, so okay. we did have some football action last we week. We did. Okay, um, we can do that. The Jets and Browns in the Hall of Fame game. We know the Hall of Fame game usually is it's the first preseason game. And it's usually a lot of you know, third stringers. Yeah practice squad guys so there's not a lot to touch on there but there's like a 10-6 game yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that but, but this was not that but i feel like we do have to touch on a few things that we saw um one namely um i thought will mcdonald looked beast tremendous yeah he looked awesome um, yeah he, he looked great and his get off on the line of scrimmage yeah. was like really like quicker than i thought it would be and, and i think that's something to be said because in our um you know draft analysis and all that i mean I know that all of us were, that pick was kind of like, you know, eh. I mean, I was like, I, I, I'm more of like, I like the player. Obviously, I don't like where he went. I know the situation that they were in with that trade and stuff, but uh, but I was like, I still think he's a good player. Um, but I mean, he looks like he can be, especially for a team like that, that's essentially in win now and just looking to build pieces left and right where it's not even about I mean, it is about developing him as a pass rusher of the future, sure. but also like, hey, can you contribute at least to some degree right away? And he looks like he can do. Oh that yeah, himself. he's he's one hundred percent going to. Yeah. I think he might even be a, 
Indian starter. I gotta check the depth chart and stuff like that. But at the very least, or at the very worst, probably like a second stringer at this point, yeah. just because he's a rook and just coming on a little bit. They still got a couple weeks left in training camp to get everyone acclimated, but he looked awesome. He did look good. I just get the get off, which get just off. was the really first good. thing. Well, obviously, the first thing you notice as a defensive lineman, you wanna know how, you know, the get off is like. Yeah. 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 So, you know. Um, but yeah, that was one thing uh, for me. Um, the other thing, obviously, you know, pretty uneventful, you know, if you're just looking for guys to point out. But, you know, the throw that Zach Wilson made that, you know, yep. talked about Aaron Rodgers called the play. Um, and it's not necessarily the throw so much is more so like what this means for Zach Wilson, where it's like, Aaron Rodgers being there is actually great for him, and it seems like he's kind of embracing that. Yeah. Because, and, and they were talking about it a lot, on the, and we talked about it, but, like, the Jets don't have to do anything with Zach Wilson. It's literally, no. it's literally, hey, we'll cross that bridge when we get there when we see when Aaron's done or when we're done with Aaron or whatever, but... You could still very well be the next quarterback. Sure can. Um, you know, still very, very young. And if we still see the stuff out of you, you could, like, the talent is there. It's been there. Yes. Um, there's definitely a lot to work on. But, like, you know, we've seen this time and time again, like, where, you know, a young quarterback comes in, it's not there, veteran comes in, and they can kind of, you know, not coach, but be that like mentor type yeah. while still doing this. Like, this could be great for Zach Wilson, and it could be great for the Jets. I think it could be great for him too. Like, I really hope they find a way for him to stay. Maybe he can like learn a lot from Aaron Rodgers and then take the reins. Um, I didn't like the pick for the Jets in the first place. I didn't like the move from like Utah to you, New York you, in the you, market. You were big on that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a big change for kids, you know, because yes. that's what they are. They're kids, yeah. you know, coming out of college and just, you know, getting millions of dollars. And, you know, he's like the next big star in a very big city that he's not accustomed to. So it's just, it's a, it's a big ass for yeah. these kids to, you know, 100%. be in these positions. 100%. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be sad if he were to get traded somewhere to a place where like they might not care too much. Yeah, know? I mean that could also be good for them. I mean, I, I like to see you kind of overcome adversity, um, especially sure. being a quarterback. Um, but whatever ends up being best for him, but I think right now this is the best situation that he can be in. Yeah, and um, if he's you... clearly not ready to be full-time so like you can argue the whole like throw up to the wolves and work through it but i think with some guys you gotta you know break them slow yep and what better you know situation to be in where you have Aaron, learning from aaron Rodgers. 100 percent. and you said adversity and i don't think it gets more worse than this because you know you get an outside hire to get a quarterback and then of course every the fan base and the organization whether they want to say to or not they don't believe in you. No. So you are like public enemy number one in that yeah. aspect. You were actually probably the reason why the Jets didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah. You know, because of how bad the quarterback play was. So. And I think this also takes some of the pressure off you, like in the interim, where you're like, okay, I can kind of, before I had to come in right away and be good right away. Yes. And that, you know, that's a tall ask for anybody. For sure. But now it's kind of like, okay, I can dial it back. I can work out the kinks, um, you know, learn a little bit more and develop a little bit more where I don't have that pressure on me. And then when the time comes, hopefully I'm ready to, I'm ready to act. Yeah, I hear you. Um, all right, so anything else? You, oh, wait, I saw one thing from the Hall of Fame game, which is uh, kind of expected. 
that you see at this point, there's a lot of flags being thrown. Yeah. So the refs, to their credit, they seemed like they were in mid-season form. They look good calling these, like making these calls and stuff. The Jets just need to harp on in practice, which I'm sure they're going to after watching the tape. They were offsides. They were having yeah. false starts. They yeah. were having illegal man downfield. They were having all of these things. So I know the illegal man downfield. Okay. I trust me. I'm with you. I hate it too. Like we got we got drilled on it for like so many games in the beginning of the year. But anyway, so the Jesse really need to clean that up. I think by like midway through the second quarter, they had about like 14 penalties, or like 12 penalties, something like that, which will just lose you games. Yeah, you know, you can't, so, you can't, you can't be having that. Yeah, I mean, but this is why, this is why there's preseason. Get it out. Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the only other thing I really had to say on it was just uh, Dorian. Uh, That's what I was going to go to next. Yep. Uh, what's his name? Green? No. Uh, I don't know. Some 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 part of me wants to say the guy from Animal House's name. Doriel did wait. Daniel Simpson Day. You know, like I don't know why. I just want to say that. Uh, but Dorian Thompson Robinson. Uh, oh, oh damn. Yeah. Okay. Green. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite color? And I gotta show respect because a lot of teams were very interested in yeah. him in the draft a, a process. Lot a lot of teams. Um, were. And he, hey, he looked good. He, he looked did. Good, good dual threat guy. Yep. Um, and especially on a team where your starting quarterback is that you would like to have a guy that can mirror, you know, that game plan sure. in case something happens. So, uh, that's, that's at least good to see a good start. Um, and as a rookie, you want to see like veterans want to see this, the run play where they score the touchdown, who was the lead blocker? Doriel Thompson. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a lead blocker on the play and through that block, which sprung the runner to get in the end zone. Love to see that. Yeah. Love to see it. The one good play I'm taking away from this game was, forgive me, don't know his name, the Jets running back scored the touchdown. Oh, uh, is he, uh, I can't remember. Israel, Bobby, yeah, yeah, like some, that guy. Jason, yeah, Jason. 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 Yeah. Jason's very high. Yeah. He, looked, he looked good. He did look good. He Jason's did look good. High. Granted, you're going against, you know. Third string Honestly, I'm at looking at point, that, but... and I'm looking that you have Michael Carter. I'm looking you have Brees Hall coming back. Why the hell are they signing Dalvin Cook? Or, like, possibly yeah, going to sign Dalvin Cook? I don't really know. Like, I don't really get, like, I, I, there's something to be said about just overloading, but it's like, to what point? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> come uh, to Dallas. <clears throat> I mean, it would make sense. It's a good fit. Yeah, it, it is a good fit. It would make sense. That makes See, that makes that, that does. Yeah. Especially when you got a star running back who's coming back from like a broken fibula, wherever the hell it wants to be and wherever now. And who needs to probably get acclimated a little bit better. Zeke's not there anymore. And then Malik Davis is like your second running back, right? Third. Right I'm now. Also who's your second? Rico DeWandle. All right, so let's get Dalvin Cook over there. <laughs> but I also think that's probably, I mean, I'm wondering if that has something to do with him. You know, not signing there is because they're like, hey, you know, we'll we'll sign you, but like when Brees comes back, like, you know, you're not going to be the guy. Yeah, we're going like, with him. And Dalvin Cook is still the guy on any team that he's on. Correct. So like, he's probably like, I I saw in an interview, he said the reason he hasn't signed is because he hasn't been guaranteed that he's going to be the lead back. Exactly. Okay. He doesn't exactly. want to be. I didn't even see that, but I was like, but but good. You know what? Good on the Jets for being like. Hey, you know, we'd love to have you, but it's gonna be, you know, 
by committee because we have a lot of guys that yeah. play the position here and do a lot of different things. And Reese and Michael Carter are just dogs. Yeah. So you can't take snaps away from them in total and make yeah. just dogs. But they're not high down. on Michael Carter right now, man. Really? Why? Yeah. Is he not performing well? or They just don't feel like he really fits. Okay. Right he, now. Which I don't understand. Which I don't understand. Great, he is a great He makes guy. good plays whenever he's in there. And, and he is a great, like, you know, he's a good earth, earth to fire. Yes. And he's, I mean, he is built too. He's, he's short, but he is, like, rumble and tumble. Like, he, he'll, I mean, we remember watching that North Carolina game. Yes. We were, we were, when we were shopping for Christmas. Fuck yeah, I remember that. When he destroyed that one guy on the sideline. Like, yeah. Which um, was probably the best part of our Christmas shop. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, I get it. he's a good, um, you know, earth to Breeze's fire, however you want to. I, li- I really mm-hmm. like them as interchangeable backs yeah, and change of pace type of backs. I, I, li- I really like them, and I don't think they should overdo it and sign a, like a Dalvin Cook and ruin that. I think they should do that, but they might. They, they can if, if. Let Miami all, do it. If, if, they, Miami they all, do it. if they all work it out, like. Hey, if they do the sign is, Dalvin, so. I would. Almost guarantee Michael Carter will be traded. Yeah, I can start the year. I mean, yeah, to the Cowboys. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would like, be too. He's a good back. Yeah. Um. Uh, any more takeaways, guys? That's really it. That's really it, yeah, right? Okay. Uh, another big issue. Good. No, it was like a feel-good moment. Why is Demarcus Ware singing? The national anthem. Okay, before the game. Great question. And what are your guys' take on that? Did you listen to him again? I heard I his reasoning. You didn't listen to him. I didn't see it. Okay, I heard it his was reasoning. awful. <laughs> it was awful. It was terrible. I know he's. A uh, big, it was terrible. He, he's a big like country music guy, yeah. singer, and play guitar guy. I know that about. Yeah, him, just put the mic down. Not the time reports. Honestly, you know, I've I never. I honestly, I've never been so disappointed to be an American. It wasn't that bad. If you're gonna do something like that, do that in like the Cowboys' first preseason game, not the Hall of Fame game. He's getting like, abducted. Yeah, you know? but he's not a singer. He's a football. Player. Well, he wouldn't be a singer at a Cowboys preseason game either. But it makes more sense. But I'm yeah, sure yeah, they're yeah. just trying to do whatever they can to, you know, make the guy like you know, make these guys feel special and you know. And, you know, he could have said no, but he clearly was like, oh, this is great. He wanted to do it because when when he was in Denver, he would always stand next to Demarius Thomas on the sideline. And oh. they would talk about it, and he dedicated it. All right. Wow, dude, so I'm there. such yeah. a dick. So they, I mean, there's oh, something there. Oh, yeah, I, I don't would, care. You know what? I, I don't feel like I'm being a dick here. I'm being critical. I, I said know, I was disappointed like, to be American because <laughs> which I was kidding, of course, but... If it's for Demarius Thomas, R.I.P. by the way, great player, great person, but damn it. Uh, yeah, I mean, for that, that like, I don't really, like, if it's bad, like, it's bad, but like, you know, you're trying to do something, you know, that feels special, so. I'm All right, let him, let, let, let him do it then, that. you know. I'm just beating on his singing ability. You know, we can, that's all. We can try to get him singing. Great questions. football yeah. player. You know? I have a weird question for you guys. When you guys watch games on TV and the national anthem's going, do you guys stand up? Not a chance. No? Okay. Not Usually I'm at work. And that okay. has, so I am standing Let me just yeah. say this right now. That has nothing to do about being anti-American. 
I don't, I don't stand. I don't even, I'm on my phone. I'm not paying attention. You're whatsoever. talking. It doesn't yeah. matter. It is a talking point. It is a moot talking point because everyone that says they do is a liar. <laughs> There's no chance that anyone would watch. If you're at the game, sure. Absolutely. But there's no, I don't even see. Uh, if, they if, don't if even show it. Anthem, they don't even show it. Yeah, and, and if they're doing the anthem, I turn the channel, I put on Seinfeld. I wait till the game starts. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not listening to a song that I've heard a million times. That's right. Or I'm just on my phone. Okay. I'm not so, gonna lie. Like I, I go to, I go to games obviously. So national anthem for every game. Yeah, you stand up at the game. Of course, of course. Yeah. But like the amount of people that don't stand or wear hats is just insane. Oh, that's a game? Oh, it's awful. No matter where I am, this isn't just a Philly thing. This is like every sporting event I've ever been to. Oh. Devils games, uh, Eagles-Giants games. Like, it's just, there's so many people that just don't take off the phone. I, so, I haven't really noticed. Can I raise a point? Yeah. Sure. I feel like, and I'm going to be saying something right now. Oh. I feel like the national anthem should get thrown out. You mean like don't do it before every single game? There's no need. There's, there's no need. In all other countries, the only time they play their national anthem World Cup is World Cup, where it's country on country playing. That's right. Not like English Premier League, Liverpool, Man United. Okay, they don't do that. So what about hockey games? Is it only you play it when it's like an American team versus a Canada team? That's a good. That's, that's a little a different. Point. It's a little different. Well, here, here's Fair my point. point. I, I don't care. Like either like, like do it, don't do it. Stop making it a whole like talking point. Like I, like again, me. This is me personally. Anyone can be different. If I'm at the game, I'm standing. Like what? Like that's what I'm doing. If I'm watching a game, I'm not standing, and it's not because I'm not even thinking about it. I'm checking my fantasy lineup like a normal human being yeah, oh. and making sure that. You know, a guy that's questionable is, is going to play. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm not thinking about the national anthem that I hear all the time when I go. There's that's one person I know that stands and, and actually stands at home. Chris's dad. Yeah, I, I, I He know. does. Stands. And, and again. He's very, like, he's an army season ticket holder. So, like, he's like, it means a lot to him. So, it's different. Yeah. Circumstances. And, I, and I, I, I fully, like, I respect it. I respect you it. But I also, I also respect if you don't because you're at home. You know, it's like. My thing is, I don't care. All right. I, I, like, it, it, it is not, it, it is never, like, I, if someone were to stand, I wouldn't be like, why are you standing? If someone <laughs> was to stand, like, why are you not standing? I'm just like. Hey, sit care. the fuck down. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. Do whatever makes you happy, do that. Like. I'm glad I asked this. This drew a lot of conversation. Another like, oh, hot, I've had a million. Have you? All right. Another hot take. I feel like God Bless America should be the national anthem. No, like, I don't Star agree with Spangled that. Banner. Star Spangled Banner. Star Spangled Banner does not reference the country. I get emotional States when that once. song gets up. I get emotional. It's a beautiful song. I feel like I know the words to God Bless America more than I do the Star Spangled Banner. I know the full song. I know the Star Spangled Team America. Well, yeah, that's I mean, national anthem, well, right? you know, that's that's when that, that's probably like that, you know, that, that would be like <laughs> that would be the national anthem if like idiocracy became a reality, like the movie, which is pretty much the case. <laughs> if Connor's president, oh, that's first, first day first in thing. national that's anthem. Oh god, it would hurt me, but Team I would America also understand. It. it would hurt me, but I would I would also get it. Uh, <laughs> Like, like it would hurt me that the, the song is now gone, 
but I would get it because not, the song's not gone. Well, it's you're not just not played. singing it before every sporting event. Yeah, but when when is it ever played then? Whenever you want to listen to it. Yeah, I know, but like, think about. Think about other events. Think about other events in our, like, you know, 365 days a year. When is it ever played? July 4th, maybe. Yeah. Star Spangled I'm usually played Sheets of the Wind. Did you just say that? What? When the Star Spangled Banner is played? What do you mean? It's played every day during baseball season. No, but we're talking pretty much all yeah. sports. Yeah, all sports I'm talking about. So. Yeah, it's played before all sporting. I know, I know but if but I were president, I'd change it to America. Yeah. When is the Star right, Spangled okay. Banner played yeah. besides all, sporting events? All military holidays. That's more than a few days. I don't hear it. Is it though? I don't like No, but that's when it would be played. Where? That's what I'm saying. When? On the radio. Oh, so. Like, like he said, go on YouTube if you want to listen to it. I mean, we're, we're I'm going to play off. it right we're now. Getting, we're getting off. We're getting off. It's what, two minutes, right? Let's play it. Come on. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but he is, I mean, I'll just end it with this. I, I mean, I, uh, I'm i all for standing for the anthem and all that. I don't stand when I'm watching it. That's fair. But I, I don't. all those people who are listening to this and go to games, take off your fucking hats. Yes. Just, just want it yeah, when you're at a sporting event. I don't understand why. Don't, don't say understand. a word. You could record on your phone. Cool with that. Mm-hmm. Stay silent. No stand hands. and stand for those. They two literally minutes. even say unless you physically can't. Yeah, unless you physically can't stand, and if you're handicapped in some way, do your thing. I understand. But if you're completely yeah. good health, take your fucking hat off and stand. Yeah, I don't understand I why people don't. America. Yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Did I nail it? Yes, you did. I nailed it. Okay. All right. So you guys want to get some training camp shit? Yeah. All right. Let's so let's go to want to go to, well, technically California at this point because you guys have training camp in California. And, and before we talk about it, I want to say something that I feel like I say at every training camp. No. Sunday, go. That's good. Go. For every training camp, preseason, whatever, is I think that there should be. Um, you shouldn't overreact, but you also shouldn't underreact. Because I hate the discourse where it's, if someone's doing good, well, uh, it's only practice. Or if someone's doing bad, um, it's only practice. Like, if someone's doing good, if someone is doing good, you you it's, you it's report on what you're seeing. You're, you're not saying this guy is MVP, like whatever. It's, if they're doing good, you say, hey, he's looking really good. We know it's training. He's looking really good. He did like he, that's what we're seeing. He deserves credit for looking good. Sure. If he's doing really bad, a rookie, for example, there, it doesn't need to be like discourse on you know. Well, you know, he's developing. Give time. Like we're not we're not saying that that's not going to happen. It, it's it's just what we're seeing. If he's doing bad in practice, not saying that he's going to be a bad player. You know, in a come season, but we're reporting on what we're seeing right now. So I think it's important to not overreact or underreact. What you're seeing. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. Whatever can happen, things can change on both fronts. But I, I hate, I can't stand the, it's only practice. Practice is something. That's fair. It's something. It's, fair. it's not the Super Bowl. It's not a regular game. I'm not saying take it as seriously as a regular game or if he's doing this in practice, He's going to do this in a regular game, good or bad, but 
when we're talking about practice, we're evaluating practice, and we're saying at the hey, at the yeah, same time, though, those those fringe players, mm. they're treating these exactly that's exactly like my, a real. But that's game. exactly my point. Yeah, but exactly okay, but like to piggyback on that, but like do players like um, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes need to like throw five touchdown passes in the practice, and if he no. doesn't, it's like, oh my god, what the fuck? No, yeah. but the third string quarterback might agree to solidify a roster. But spot. people put so much stock into how a quarterback is doing. Yeah, you know, in training camp, whether it's good or bad. But again, that's my point. I'm saying I know. Put too much stock. Don't put no stock. I know. Put the right amount of stock yes. in for practice, training camp, whatever it is, preseason. Put the right amount of stock in being like, this is what I saw. It looked good. That's a thumbs up. It yes. looked bad. That's a thumbs down. Things can change. It's not the it's not the writing down. He was bad in preseason. That's it. He's a bad player. Yeah. If he was good in preseason, he's uh, going to the whole thing. It's not that either way. It's he was good. He was bad. Boom. And we should all know this, but honestly, it needs to be said. Needs to be said because a lot, of, like, there's a lot of training camp fucking smoke. The amount of people that will either write people off yes. or he's going to the Hall of Fame at a training camp, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, look at comment, like, give them the flowers. They deserve flowers, or they deserve he needs to get better at this, yes. or he's not doing this well, and hopefully that'll change. But this is what we're seeing right now. Look at Cavante Turpin last preseason. Mm-hmm. He had a kickoff return and a punt return in the same game. Yeah. Didn't do that once in the regular season. Yeah. Was he a return guy all season? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Nothing, huh? No. He had, he had some explosive plays, but nothing like more than like 40, 50 yards on the return. Yeah, but you still don't have to do the whole, let's see it in a real game. We know, but Everybody he, knows, like, we, you if you have a, a, a reasonable, pragmatic mind, you know that already. You don't need to. It doesn't need to be said. You can be like, "Yeah, I want to see him do this in a game. I want to see the quarterback that just went twelve of twelve and threw four touchdowns to training camp do it." Which is, you know, it's not going to happen. But like, you're like, "Yeah, like see." But it's like, "Hey, this is good," or "This is bad." That's simply that. Doesn't need to be anything more. Doesn't need to be a deep dive into it. Like, it, it both sides of the front. I hate the overreactions. I hate the underreactions. Why are you, why are you pointing me? Why are you pointing me at the overreaction? Can I give a? <laughs> yeah, I but it's always a, better to underreact than overreact. Can I give yeah, a huge <laughs> overreaction right now? Hit me to okay. lead us in talking Cowboys. Right okay. Now. Zach Martin. All right. Well, I so let's start. Let's am start with that. concerned. Yeah. I would be too. He's racked up at this point over six hundred thousand dollars in fines. Right. The Cowboys. If the Cowboys give him a new deal or something like that, that'll all be cut. Well, okay. It doesn't that's, that's seem the... like that's going to happen. Because not have a right guard Jerry team. said, got to pay Trayvon, which they did. Mm-hmm. Got to pay Micah Parsons. Got to prepare for it. Prepare he, your books. He keeps going back to this. Zach is. Martin has been one of the better paid guards in the league. And so he feels that he should be more lenient. And I disagree with that. I agree. 100%. I agree. 100%. 100%. Yep. You agree? Okay. I, no, I agree, I agree with Sunday. Okay, because yeah. he was like, I disagree, and you're like, I agree. But I was like, you agree with Sunday's disagreement. You don't treat a star player like that. This, this Not is just a problem. star player. A Hall of Fame, yes. the, the best guard in football, and 
Guys had like six holding penalties. All right, guys, excuse me. Go fuck yourself. He's had like six holding penalties in his entire career. You don't have to. Like, you don't have to preach how good Zach Martin is. I know this, how good this, so he is. So he deserves. He deserves every like, fucking. Hundred percent. If, if Quentin Nelson paid twenty two million dollars a year, he should get fucking third. And, and yes. This, yeah. And this is, and I've been telling you this for a while, not that you haven't already known. But this is the problem with Jerry and where his ego comes in. So I think, like, obviously, Jerry has done a lot of good. And sometimes being, like, egotistical and whatnot, that can, like, that's what got him, you know, here and it's got him in the past. And it can work, it can't work. But this is the problem where he is, he made mistakes and he is assimilating those mistakes with now when they're not equal and he's trying to like he's trying to flip the script but things are like like the whole Zeke thing the, like for me this all goes back to that he saw the issues that the cap created with Zeke um which led to the whole Dak issue and again this isn't this isn't to say that Dak didn't deserve the contract that he got because we said that so he did deserve it yep. but that's what made that whole situation complicated because he overpaid his running back when teams weren't doing that and that's what created this cap constraint that led to the Dak issue and then it comes back around to Zach Martin who there's no way to slice it on the offensive line. We can say left tackle is the premium position, but the offensive line is uh, it, 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 the offensive line is like almost one whole position together. Of course. And Zach Martin is the glue on that position. Mm-hmm. And it's the one spot you don't have to worry about. Exactly. And he's the one that makes everyone better around him. Would you like that to be your left tackle? Sure. Is it Tyron was. Smith, it used to be. It, yeah. Is Tyron Smith, you know, still a great left tackle? When healthy, yes. Zach Martin is the glue on that team. Or I should just say, I mean, in that position group, if he's the guy that needs to get paid, you gotta pay him. Yes. Like agreed. You I don't give know. him what he needs. You need to be. You need him to compete. Yeah. Honestly. Because the Giants are better. Washington's going to be better. I feel at least. I think their defense is still fucking awesome. And especially when you have those interior rushers and you need Zach Martin to block Jonathan Allen. You know what I'm saying? Well, and then you got the Eagles. The point, And to, to that point. And that's too, six games. And to that point, too, it's not like – I think the Cowboys are the third best team in the NFC. And and I, like, I think they're clearly better than the Giants. They're clearly better than the Commanders. And a lot of other teams, but they also positioning being the third best team and not, but I mean, they still, you know, could theoretically win the division, but if they're not wild card placings, that means a lot. You can't afford to be losing games like week one against the Giants. You can't afford to lose that game. No. You can't afford to lose even games. week two against the Jets. Can't afford to lose that. And, and, like, you got the Giants and, and Jets back to back. Any of these, yeah. Jesus. Any of these. You can't afford to be losing like games where, you know, in theory you should win. And without Zach Martin, I'm not going to say that, you know, oh, you're going to lose because you don't have Zach Martin. But it's, you know, th- that's a big piece that you're it's, missing. It's the same situation where if Saquon held out. 
and wasn't there for week one. Agreed. What are the yeah. chances the Giants are going to beat Dallas? They're low without Saquon. Extremely low. We can talk about positional value, but either way, they're lower. Yes, extremely low. It's just a comparison. I know, no, but I, 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 it's a good I, comparison. I got, I got you. It's a good comparison. I agree, but um, they both mean that much. Yeah, I, I really think that because uh, I, I really think that. Not only with without Zach Martin are you missing just Zach Martin, but that affects the entire offensive line. And it affects I've Dak. A hundred percent. It, it affects Dak I, tremendously. He's, he's nervous about it. Probably. You're not. Yeah. You're not getting sacked coming if you're blitzing oh, no. on Zach Martin's no, side. No, no like, shot. And, and how many times have we all seen like? So we've all have you know had have star offensive linemen like. Andrew Thomas, Lane Johnson, Tyron Smith, Jason whoever. Kelsey, Kel- I mean, Larry. Okay, okay, whoever. We've Zach all Martin. seen. We've Jason all seen. Peters. We've all seen interchangeable, like due to injury or whatever, interchangeable guards or tackles next to them, and there's a difference mm-hmm. made because of either lack of communication, lack of knowledge of how they, you know, whatever it is. It affects, it affects the entire offense. Come on, line. dude. You, he's making a good point. You can't throw out Terrence Winston Steel. Justice like that. Or, or no. What was um, – That gave me nightmares that game. Who was the guy on the Cowboys a few years ago? Oh, Slotted God. into the guy, right or left tackle. The, the white guy? He gave up like four sets. Oh, yeah. We had yeah. feast on him. Against Forget Atlanta. It. Adrian Claiborne yeah, 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 yeah. had like McKin- five no, sets. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, McKinstry. No, no. It was, it was like ball, ball or bell. No, I'm talking about the the, the Falcons. Uh, it was. It was oh, like um, or no. It oh, was, um, shit. I just said his name. The I guy who got him. drafted and he held a picture of his grandmother. That guy, Ter- Terrence McKinley. That's a, no, no, that was no, no. that was Terrence McKinley. Yeah. No. Oh no, no, he's right. I think no. he might be Adrian right. Adrian Claiborne. I think it was oh, Adrian yeah. Claiborne. Yeah, I think you're he right. He had like five sacks against Yeah, this and guy. he hasn't had five McKinley, sacks McKinley, in his career. Exactly. Yeah. McKinley had that game where he had like five or six Yeah, sacks, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I thought it was he couldn't have that in a contract here, huh? You know? <laughs> Just saying. But, I mean, uh, this is a no-brainer. Yeah? Like, How much more would you have to give him? Like, what, what's his salary right Do you guys want to know his so salary? The, the, other, the other thing that – Concerns me is that we just re-signed Malik Hooker to a three-year extension. Sure. So why couldn't why? It's bad timing for sure. It's bad timing. It's a bad look for us. And why are you signing? It's a not. Bad, it, Malik it is Hooker a bad look. Three-year extension. Yes. Okay. Well. Well. Why is he getting a three-year? While your while yeah, your star offensive max. lineman is holding out because he wants more. But that didn't happen until after the Malik Hooker signing. No. The Malik Hooker signing happened like yesterday. Shut the fuck up! Or the really? Day before, yeah. They, yeah. This whole thing's going on with Zach Martin. They're signing yeah. other players on their roster. Yes. Oh my god, that's disgusting. Oh. Okay, that's worse than I thought. Because that's, in my eyes, that's bad. Like, whatever, and I, I've said this before too. This and this is kind of the double-edged sword of the Cowboys is. They keep their window open for so long where they can't justify restarting because they still, again, they're in still my close. eyes, they're the third best NFC, the team in the NFC. They have a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
And they could easily be, like, the best. They could be. Yeah. I mean, you know, you never know how things play out. Sure. Um, but So, real quick. Sorry to interrupt. No. Looking at Adrian Claiborne's stats, he had six sacks against the Cowboys that game. Oh, my Lord. The most sacks he's had in a season was nine and a half <laughs> in that season. Before that, seven and a half. Oh, my God. And he's been in the league one, two, Eight, three, well, he's four, He's never five, known six, for his pass seven, rushing. Eight, nine, ten years. Well, let's be honest. What got him those sacks was his power because – or how he terrible no, that offensive lineman he's was. He's got no elusive moves as a pass rusher at all. So what does that say about the O-lineman? It means he's weak. Yeah. And Mittens agrees, too. Ne- needless, <laughs> ne- needless to say, I mean, he, he's he's got to be paid. Um, this, this can't go – and the, the thing that worries me, too, is Jerry – being so public about like because he's getting emotional and, and you know what just to even say that too zach Barnes like one of those players where he comes to your office and he says i want more money You're like okay what do you want yeah you know and then you figure it out later on like yeah. other shit you know then you figure out the malik hooker shit you figure out the dak restructure whatever the hell you yeah. need but that is a guy you need and and based on what jerry is saying like i saw this morning too like his like another quote that he had was just like you know talking about Hey, we, you know, if a guy goes down, like, you know, it's the same sort of situation. I was like, I was like, in theory, sure, but this guy isn't down and he is, in my opinion, your best player on the field. Correct. Um, And, I mean, at least offensively. And, uh, like, you know, you have this window of opportunity to get to win a Super Bowl, which you've had for so long, why are you playing around with this? Yeah. Because my, what I would say, if if unless, if you were ready to change your whole – if you were if you're saying this, cut them. Really? Cut them. Cut them and be done. Cut them and let's restart the whole thing. But because then, if you're not if you're not doing that, you pay them. But there they, shouldn't be any discourse in between that. Fair. But they got to be careful because players in the locker room are looking – how the Cowboys are handling this? Oh, I know. Because, That's why yeah. I don't say do that, but I'm saying, yeah. If this was, if this was your like, how did you not kind of like see this potentially coming or be aware of this? Yes, with because, all the guard money coming in, Lindstrom. You know, like, how Nelson. are you not aware of this? And if you were, and knew that you're like, nah, I'm gonna play hardball, and maybe the hardball is just a negotiation tactic. But if it's not, then why wouldn't you just? Reset everything. So I'd like this Tom. I'd like, I'd like Tom to explain more. This is his contract for 2023. Oh my god, dude! His base salary is 1.7 million, and he's got no signing bonus after the restructure. Though it's up to like nine. Yeah, I, the, and if you cut him, you're eating 28 million dead. Well, I, again, I'm, I'm not saying we're not no, going to cut. Of course, him. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, getting yeah, cut. Yeah. He needs. He I'm, needs I'm to, honestly. What he really needs is more guaranteed money. That's it. That's all. That's all Which is really... an easy thing to do. Yes. Like... It's guaranteed. Why don't you just – you could turn that into play like roster bonuses and like workout bonuses and like, you know, find a way to like structure the cap and like how it makes sense. Like look at the freaking Eagles. Like I don't mean to like, you know, toot my horn or anything like that, but the way they structure contracts is just – well – Actually, it depends what the organization's comfortable with doing because the Eagles so, and Saints add dummy years. Again, for next year, though, 
his base salary jumps up to 13. I saw that. So that's like definitely like he has no guaranteed money. That's just base salary. Man. So he so you need you need to restructure. Maybe add on a year or two. Maybe you can even add on dummy years. So like let's say he's 33, right? That's what it said. Okay, so you could So there's already three dummy years on until he's 37. Oh god. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the problem. I still think he's worth whatever structure you I, have to do. I agree. I but... still think it. You bring up good points, too, and I didn't know all that, that he does have dummy years on his contract, but... Yeah, You got to figure it out. Yeah, look at that. Yep, $5 million. So they tried. About. They tried to plan it out. Yep. It's just blowing up in their face right now. And he's unrestricted free agent at 37. <laughs> yeah, he, he needs more guarantees, man. But hopefully they have a way to work that out because if they don't, then they're in trouble. You know? The only positive... Because it just it just sets a domino effect of how the season's going to go. The only positive is that you get to see next man up mentality. Sure. But you're nobody's going to be like Zach that, Martin. But, but Sunday, that's but, fine in week six, seven, eight. Sure, next man up. This is like not even the year is starting. I know. Yet. So and I need to know... I yeah. need to know who the next man up is no, right you need, now. You need to figure it out how you can get him on the field. I agree with that. But if it doesn't, I need to know who the next man up and is. And it's not going to be good. That, that, I feel it's like that's okay if Zach Martin, like, that's gonna weaken sprains your... a pinky. Yeah. yeah. That's going to weaken. He sprains a pinky oh. and he's out two weeks. And you're like, okay, let's see who the next guy exactly, up is. Exactly, sure. If he, if this is the situation. and, and but, I, Yeah, let, let's get in there, hold the fourth yeah. down, let's see what happens, you know. But his, right. his roster bonus for next year is only a million dollars, too. Yeah, no wonder why he's holding out. But he's making 13 As a base, yeah. that's not guaranteed. Uh, yeah. it, ain't about, it ain't about the size of the contract yeah. and the money. We, we, it's the guarantees. It's all about guarantees. All about guarantees. Um, but, okay. Which screw well, the Browns, by the way. Yeah. It's, I just have to get that out there. It's been a while since we said that for the whole Watson thing. But anyway. But, all, right. all right, so outside of the Zach Martin. What do we got so, going on at Cowboys camp, Sundance? So Jalen Brooks, rookie we have, mm-hmm. really looking good in camp, making good plays, great catches. Gallup has – he had a sideline touchdown over Stephon Gilmore the other day in practice. So you like to see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know what you're getting from C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Deuce Vaughn is a I, great. I've seen looked. I've great. seen some clips of Deuce Vaughn that, uh, and again, I was I really like Deuce Vaughn. I've out been of college. I've been but, banging this Deuce Vaughn but, hammer for a long time. But seeing him, seeing him in some of the clips I've, I've seen on Twitter, like he just looks like he has that burst um, and that kind of open field, um, you know, quick feet, like can make people miss type stuff, 100%. And, and can be used in the pass game. Um, the only other. Player, I know that they're trying to work with and move around is Cavante Turpin. So they're trying to get him more involved as a receiver now. Yeah, and let me tell you, it can only it can only go up from the last play of the year. Yeah, where Zeke got blown up and they tossed it to Cavante Turpin of all people. Can only go up from there. Isn't it the worst that that's his last play possibly as a Cowboy? Oh, we want to bring him back. You should. 
there are rumblings that Jerry still wants to bring Zeke back. No one else wants him. There are three teams interested right now. They would have signed him. Cowboys, Patriots, Jets. They would have signed him. I would would love for him to come back. Nobody wants him. In the backup role. Yeah. I'm okay with that. That's going to happen. I hope. He he doesn't have a say anymore. Yeah. That, that yeah. that's gonna be his yeah, only yeah. offer. Not necessarily. Look how long it took Kareem there's Hunt still, to get a job. There's still and he still doesn't have a job. He just no, he got signed today. Yeah, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. I thought I thought he just said he left without uh, getting any went to the. Are goals. you sure? Yeah. I saw that he got. No, signed he, he look check it up. He went to the Saints and then he left without a deal because he because the Colts called and apparently uh, he wasn't happy with the money, so he's uh, he's going to the Colts right now. You may be right. Oh my God, he's going to the Colts. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's not official. He's with the Colts yet, but he, but he's he's going visiting him. Yeah, he's but visiting. he's not. Wow. He's wow. Done wow. To the Saints. Yeah. Wow. But even so, look look how long it took for him to get like attention at least. Yeah. And he's twenty seven years old. Calvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Zeke. Zeke's what is he? Twenty nine. Around, Around there. there. Yeah. yeah but he's been used the shit out yeah. of in his career. 30, you know. Thirty. A game yeah, absolutely. Even even yeah, receiving more than, like more than Kareem Hunt though. So that what do you mean? Zeke has been used more. Oh, 100 yeah, percent more. Like, Kareem yeah. Hunt has been in Cleveland for the past like what three years, like working with Chubb. But again, that's why teams are still like, oh, cool, Kareem Hunt. Like uh, I could draft a guy at Rutgers that yeah. could be like Kareem Hunt. That's my whole stance on. What's happening you. across the board with running backs? Right running backs now. in college, and we're finally getting it. Yeah, with Deuce Vaughn yes. stepping in. Yes, who again, like we said, looks great. Good, I know. I saw that too. Looks great. I saw that too. Any, He's very shifty. Any negatives? Mm. Negatives. I only see the positive Cowboys. Stuff, I mean, so I, I don't really know. Okay. Dak is still throwing interceptions. That's a negative. I think he's up to the ten already. Oh, don't tell me that. I think he, he is. He guaranteed not throwing ten. He's at ten I, in I training camp. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. There was a one, couple there of them was just one, obvious yeah, miscommunication. There was one. There was one that I saw that was really bad, where a Cowboys guy was trying to say that the receiver ran the wrong route, where he clearly didn't. Because I think I know the, the one post, you're talking the about. The post where he's like, where the, he was supposed to run. Uh, post was like the ball was thrown like. A few feet, like still like a go route, where if he was supposed to run a post, the ball would be 15 yards the other direction. But needless to say, it's the one where the cornerback yes, yeah. picks it off. Yeah, it's and throw, the yeah. receiver is the like 10 yards the, behind. He's him. by the end zone. Like yes, yeah. In the, the safety, the left hand corner, I believe. Uh, I think the one I'm talking about, the safety picked it off. The cornerback was running with the receiver. Yes, under throw. And, yes. Yeah. But I is mean, that when the left sideline? The left sideline. Yes. Okay, I saw that too. Yeah. That's where I thought it was an obvious miscommunication. That's the well, some one Cowboys like Twitter like guy was like, "Oh, this was this should it, it was miscommunication because the receiver was supposed to run a post." And I was like, "Well, he's supposed to run a post, then the ball would be 15 yards towards the center of the end zone." So it's still a bad throw. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was like, I was like, I, that that doesn't make any sense to me. But that, that's not my point. It, it, it's fine, you know. I, I'm not too like too worried about like Dak with the interceptions in camp, especially with the 
the D-backs he has, but, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, I, I'm not going to overreact to that. What I will say is... But it's happening. I'm not going to, like, get on Dak for throwing picks against his own defense because they're trying things and yeah. all that kind of shit. Like, don't care about that. Iron sharpens iron mentality. Yes, know? agree. Like, do they have any joint practices scheduled? No. Really? We do not. Wow, that's strange. At least the last time I checked this year, we do not have joint practices. I was going to say, because then, like... Then I would hold weight to that because, well, not not the first couple of practices, but like if you're continuing to show up like shit in those joint practices against different teams, then I'm, I might raise my hand a little bit, and be like, okay, we need to get this fixed because you know they're actually running legit plays, legit plays yeah. yeah, that they're going to be running during the season. I do not see that we have any joint practices this year. Okay, we have two scheduled with the Brown. Oh no, sorry, with the with Dolph, the Browns in week two. You do? You guys do. Browns and Week two. Which is cool because then I get to get the Anthony Richardson uh, intel, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm not seeing Colts. We play them week three. They announced their joint practices, though. They announced it a couple weeks ago. They are, though. Okay. Because it's Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni. You know, they're going to – Nick Sirianni, hey, don't. So, you know, they're going to have them go at it. Um, Sunday. So, anything more from Cowboys camp? No. No. Just hope everybody stays healthy. All right. Yeah. Connor, it's our time. Do <laughs> you want to go first or want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, so, I'm only going to briefly touch on the the joint practice today with the Lions because, uh, you know, I don't have – I have I, – I know kind of what went down, but, like, it's just so fresh. But I'll briefly touch on that at the end, but – so far in the camp, what I'll talk on is um, the offense looks great. Um, Daniel Jones has looked tremendous. Um, he looks – and, and I, so a lot of, like, camp, too, we're basing it off of, you know, what the people on the, the floor are seeing and what they're reporting. Sure. Um, but we're seeing clips. And, like, based on what I am seeing in the clips – and also what is said, but agreeing with that, is Daniel Jones looks a lot more comfortable. Good. He looks comfortable second year in an offense where he knows the offense is uncomfortable, um, which is a good, a good thing. Um, all the receivers look great. Um, I'm going to touch on – Can I ask, how, how's um, two guys? Paris Campbell? Paris Campbell looks amazing. Good. And Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton also looks – He's having the best camp of – his career. I asked that for dynasty purposes. Um, <laughs> so uh, all the receivers look really good. Paris Campbell looks great. He looks like he's going to be used in I a lot of different ways. I love Paris Campbell, um, but he looks like he looks like he's going to be a, a focus. I, th- I mean, obviously they're going to use a lot of different guys. Sure. Why they brought in a lot of different guys? Sure. Because I think they plan to carry a lot of guys and to utilize a lot. Sure. Um, we know that there's not. Uh, you know, singling out Darren Waller here, but we know there's not a alpha wide receiver, so to speak. Um, so they're going to be using a lot of different looks, but Paris Campbell looks like he's going to be a big focus in the Good. offense. Darius Slayton's having a great camp. Isaiah Hodgins doing what Isaiah Hodgins has done since he's been here, where it's just like he just seems just like a solid, a solid guy. Like, you know, how's my guy Cole looking? 
He's actually looking very good. Like, Is Wondell back yet, too? He's not, but so apparently the word was he was going to start the season on the pup. Okay. That's not apparently what I just heard yesterday and today to simmer down on that, that he might not be. Yeah. So he might, he's like apparently his ACL recovery is like, which is another thing I want to touch on. I feel like uh, modern technology, oh, yeah. science on the ACL, like, has changed tremendously because apparently he's killing it and way ahead of schedule. I first they, realized they that Cam Akers. Cam Akers, but I first realized that with Adrian Peterson. That too. I mean, well, 15 years ago, you get a torn ACL, you're done. Yeah. Actually, well, not even, 15, even 20 before years that. Ago. Like, But needless to say. Now it's like, all right, eight months, you're good. Yeah, now, but now it's, honestly, now it's about how your body responds. Not so much exactly. the medical aspect exactly. of it. It's exactly. how your body responds exactly. to it, you know? But needless to say, Wandale looks like he'll be ready a lot sooner than um, uh, – and Shep came back, and he's looking – Oh, I love he, Shep. He's looking really good. But Cole Beasley, he – White lightning, baby. But he's been looking great in practice. I oh, hate uh, him, dude. I can't stand dude, him. He's oh, a grinder, man. He's a fucking like, bitch. You have to respect <laughs> his game. You have to. Listen, regardless, I'm just saying what I'm seeing and hearing, but he's looked very, very good. He's um, a great player. Again, I will say that. He's a good player. All the receivers have looked really good. Darren Waller has been unguardable. I heard that. Darren Waller, like, if he stays healthy in this offense – Look out! He's that dude. He it. He's that alpha receiver. Like, and I mean, he is on the outside, on the inside in the seams. No Good. matter where he is, Good. nobody can guard him. That's and, what I want to see. And again, training camp. You know, the Giants don't have the the greatest secondary out there. Uh, I'm not expecting you know him to just be completely unguardable against every. You're team. not expecting like. 1,700 yards receiving. No, but but at the same time, touchdowns. at the same time, based on him being a focus and, like, what they have him doing, like, if he stays healthy, this could be his best year. That's, I mean, based on what I'm saying, like, seeing in practice. In so, terms of utilization, like, he is going to be the guy shocking. But he's going to be the guy, and the connection that him and Jones have right now, it's it's working. So I'm going to hit you with a question. Give me your predictions, what you think his final stat line will be. If he stays healthy. Contingency, stays healthy. If not, plays at least 12 games. Okay. Um, I... I don't think it's going to be like – because I really do think they're going to move the ball around a lot, so I'm not going to throw an absurd number. But I'm, I'm thinking around 1,100, 1,100 yards. How wow. Many, how many yeah. tuts? Eight tuts. Wow. Catches? The 75? Uh, I was going to say around around there. Okay. I think he's going to That's be a good that year. big of a factor. If, he, if he's healthy. If he's healthy, good. even like 12, like, you know, that 12 or whatever game. Um, but I think he's going over a thousand. I think he'll hover around eight tuds, um, give or take, and I think around seventy something catches. So you're I heard he puts ice in his beer though. I 
So what you're telling me? Does that change your thought? I mean, Will Levis, <laughs> Will Levis puts mayo in his coffee. Okay, that that, <laughs> that is atrocious. Um, that is atrocious. I hope he doesn't succeed. But uh, <laughs> I, I do. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> but so like, all right. So like, that's pretty much the. I mean, Saquon looks great. You know, the, um, Eric Gray has looked really good doing like a lot of punt return stuff. I think he's going to be the primary. What about um? His name's escaping me. Offense. The offensive lineman. John Michael Schmitz? No. Oh. Evan Neal? Ooh, Evan, yeah. Evan Neal. So, so Evan Neal recently, um, he got a mild concussion. So he's been out um, I saw, the I saw last that. few practices. But um, he's, look, he's, looked, he's looked good. Okay. Um, so there were, you know, with the offensive line and defensive line, it's tough because it, a lot of the training camp, it's one-on-ones and um, – not kind a of, lot of content. It's not, yeah, it's not too much, but like um, one on ones, he looked good. Um, there was, he looked really good against Aziz. There was one with Kayvon where Kayvon got the better of him, but it, it's not like a, it wasn't like a clean, you know, it, it was. Yeah, where it's like Evan Neal yeah. didn't belong on the same field exactly, or something like exactly. that. Yeah. And it's a one on one. Yeah. So that's skewed towards the defense. Um, but he's looked, he's, look, he's looked. So it's looking promising. It's looking promising. It is. It is looking like he. It has improved, um, which I. I not only we expect because we know the pedigree. He'll continue he was, to improve. But the thing is, too, this is a, a big fact that was thrown out there. This is only. This is his first time where he's played a consecutive position for two years straight. Because he moved from left tackle, right tackle, it's guard, true. all the time in Alabama. He hasn't played at a consecutive position for this amount of time. So I think that leads to a two. The injury last year, which everyone thought, but he also said, like, you know, coming back from that. Because he was coming into his own, you know, rookie-wise. Still had some, you know, still had to grow a bit. But he was coming into his own before that injury. And then when he came back, he that's when he started to kind of fall off. And then towards the end of the year, he, you know, he put together some – Decent performances, but that injury definitely hampered him. But it, it hampers the big guys. Yeah, you know it does. Yeah. It does. But but we'll 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 see with that. Um, um, I was going to ask you about John Michael Schmitz, but so okay, good. That yeah. was my next one. That was going to awesome. He has been dominating everyone, not named Dexter Lawrence, and Dexter Lawrence, he's been holding his own. I mean. You can only hold your own so much as a rookie against a guy like that. And I've seen, like, the clips of him going against him where – and it's tough with the one-on-ones to really judge, like, how good it is. But essentially it's Dexter Lawrence bull rushing him and him staying, like, you know, pushing, like, holding yeah. him up but moving backwards. In a regular game, you up. get a guard to come in and, like, chip him. Yeah, you know? and it's, it's one-on-ones too. But he's also, like – he's not getting – thrown aside or beaten he's like staying in front of him and like stopping and he's still progressing good. but he's like stopping but like everyone else he's dominating good that was my in, favorite that in, was my favorite pick for you guys yeah. in the draft that was my favorite impressive for a rookie going against a top 30 player yes you like to see that and, we'll get into and, that later sunday thank you for mentioning the, it. the last guy in <laughs> offense i only have um like two guys to talk about in defense but just and then we'll do that. Um, the the last guy on offense I want to talk about who I'm getting 
like really excited you about Giddy right now. Jalen Hyatt. I've heard good Jaylen things. Jalen Hyatt has been tearing it good. Up. And I said the last time we I were know. on the pod about him being that outside dominant receiver. Mm-hmm. So the thing was, and, and again, this was to be expected, but the thing was like in OTAs um, and rookie minicamp and stuff, um, you know, it, it bring him along, along slow, but it looked like, you know, you needed to take some time to get the offense. It was like, it was, and he's running with the third team. It was clear that it's like he's going to be, um, you know, it, it's going to take some time. He has been lighting up. Like, I, I don't know if you've seen clips of him, like, running, like, you know, in his routes. Nobody can keep up with him. He's burning everybody, getting long touchdowns, breaking, you know, the, the safeties. Um, his route tree actually looked like he's running different routes to Good. a lot with a lot of success. I don't know. He's know. got he's got great offensive staff to deal with and yeah. stuff. So his, hey, his I wanted stride, I wanted his, the Cowboys. His draft, strides, so. he's a legit gazelle. Like his strides, like watching him with these long strides, where like there's clips where you see him where you're like, oh, like that's like legit speed. Like he is fa- like that fast. And then there's other clips where you're like, it doesn't even look like he's going that fast, but he's just beating he guys just with that stride. Yeah. Nobody can keep up with that stride. And he has been tearing up. Like, if the story's not Darren Waller on offense, it's been obviously too because it's a rookie, but Jalen Hyatt just making great catches, um, not just the, you know, go routes and, you know, deep downfields, making great catches on the sideline with concentration. Um, but nobody can keep up with him. Um, so that, so my, I, I think that he might be a little bit of a bigger part of the the offense this year. And when we said that, it all depends I, on him. When yeah, I brought it up a few weeks ago, you said it's probably more of like a next year. I did, I did, and to a, to an extent. So I now you're still, now you're kind of saying like maybe middle of the season. I think like when I think, like when Odell came back. So initially I, I from think, his injury, I think that he will have. Can he um, win me my fantasy league if I pick him up late? I can't say. <laughs> they that. have so many different options. Can, yeah, that's that's the yeah. one thing that I can't. That's the reason why I can't predict it. They but have. I think, they have plays galore. But here, here's my thing: is I went from I don't know. I don't think he'll even be featured in the few, first few weeks. To he'll definitely be featured. And let's be real. He's the focus to get going. Because, and that was the other thing. Because you got one-year deals throughout the depth chart with and, wide receivers. And that's the other thing, too. What they've been saying and I've been noticing is, like, they're going to use him. If he's not – if the play isn't him, they're using him as a decoy because nobody can keep up with him if he's downfield. And he's going to open up the field for a lot of different people. Uh-huh. So that is probably the biggest thing. And even if he is about. that decoy – like you're saying, if Daniel Jones can recognize that and at least get the ball to him, so they've been at tugs. they've been tearing up with the deep balls. Like they had um, a few days ago, they had two Daniel Jones and him had two um, deep ball touchdowns in the end zone where he split the quarterback and the safety. Like not back to back, but they were close together where just deep ball down the field in the end zone. Nice. So I'm. Getting very excited about Jalen Hyatt, where I didn't think 
at this stage, I would be this excited. I thought it'd be more of a slow ring up, but I'm at the point now where I'm like, you know, again, I don't know how much he's going to be featured. You know, I don't, you don't see him as an offensive rookie of the year candidate. I know he came out and said that's his goal. It's definitely possible. He came out and said that's his goal, which I love to hear, but everyone's going to probably say that. But I'm at the point now where I'm like, oh, I think we actually got something on our hands with him. Awesome. He looks like he can develop. Awesome. Um, I know I spoke on the defense. I only have two things. Um, The story of camp has been our six-round pick, not our first-round pick. Our six-round pick, Trey Hawkins. We said that when he got drafted. We felt like that was a big steal. He might be, and I don't like say. I never like saying this guy's a steal of the draft because I think every team has a guy like that where they can say it. So like, I was confident with that one. Yeah. So like, I'm not gonna, when I say like this guy's a steal of the draft. There could be several steals. The draft, sure. And we don't know where this guy is legitimately been playing with the ones. They've been in camp moving a Dory inside just to get Trey Hawkins on the outside. Awesome to play. But Dory's got the speed to be in the slot too. Exactly, and that's and Dory's like I'm fine with. Where, yeah. And again, in this day and age, you're seeing a lot of the top corners go inside sure. because a lot of the guys are playing in the slot. Trey Hawkins has been. I, I can't understate how good he's been. He's legit been like locked down like. I mean, he's six three. He's six three and one runs a four three. He's like yeah. he's like your Deron Bland, sure, for us last sure, year. Uh, like uh, a later yeah. round pick. I, 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 I was using like Tariq Roland was a good yeah. comp too. And right? again, and you know, I'm pumping the brakes. Not saying that Trey Hawkins is going to have the year that Tariq Roland had, right? Um, if he does, great. But, yeah. but um, but he's been that good where it's like. It's not. It's it's gone past the. Yeah, he's looked good for a six round. It's like he he is playing like not only a a first rounder. He's playing like a, a second year pro lockdown corner in mini. And he played good again today in the joint practice. Awesome. But he's been phenomenal. Deontay Banks has he had a really slow start. Um, he's a rook on the other side. Yeah. Um, where he was getting beat a lot. And what I was saying with, again, with what a lot of people were saying was it seems to be like he's overthinking a lot because the raw talent, I said this when they drafted him, I said he's definitely the most raw out of all of them, but his ceiling is one of the highest, if not the highest. And I was like, I'm good with that. Yep. Develop him because – the Giants, it was never about last year. It was never about this year. It's about next year. Sure. It's about next year. That's the the true Joe Shane. This is the not the, I'm not saying that's this the year the for the Super Bowl, but this is the this is the real start of your 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 what what your vision is. Yes. Deontay Banks, um, he's getting beat, you know, a lot, and it really looked like he was overthinking because it's not that he can't keep He's he's another six two runs a four three six one six two runs a four three physical everything he's got all the attributes but it looks like he was overthinking early on in camp where he was getting beat a lot 
Um, but he's since come around a little bit, still has a lot to work on. Um, but he's since had better practices where he's made, you know, plays where it's like, this is why you drafted him. But, um, but yeah, on the defensive side of the ball, those are really the only two that I have anything to, to say about. But Trey Hawkins, I mean, he looks like he could be a steal and a half for the Giants. Awesome. And I'm very, very excited about him because, I mean, the, uh, he, he's really legitimately played like there's different, like there's a level where it's like, oh, he looks good for a six round pick to. Oh, like he, he looks could, like he looks like he could be like a, a play. A he could start, player. and yeah. now it's like it looks like he could start day one, yeah. and be good at it. Yeah, and that's what I'm very excited about. Awesome. I don't know what they're gonna do because it's tough when you have a first round rookie at corner and a six round rookie, and you have a, a guy like a Dory, where you're like, I'm sure there'll be some packages where you can move a Dory in. You have both of them out there, but like, do you? let the first-round rookie kind of develop, or you'd be like, hey, this guy's playing better right now. While you're developing, he's going to play. I don't know. Well, I guess That's we'll a tough it. call. Yeah. That's a really I, I tough know. call. I'm more of a fan of – I mean, it, it, I guess you kind of see how the season starts. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Have some more joint practice. Today was your that's first it. one, that's you it. know, so let, let's that's see how it goes. But, um, but, yeah, that's – as of right now, that's all I really have to say. I mean – Briefly, just the joint practice today uh, didn't go really well for either side of the ball. Um, defense had one good series. The rest um, wasn't great. Um, and the offense, uh, apparently the what I heard was the offense um, play, like play-wise and like design, like um, Everything looked good. Like receivers were getting open. Cool. Um, Daniel Jones just didn't make throws. Um, it was just execution that came down to it. Okay. Um, which, um, hey, had that problem in August. Exactly. No. Um, I, 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 I almost like that that happens the first joint practice after having a hot, you know, start to summer where it's kind of like a, oh, you know, we're not just going to have our way. Like, yep. you know, we, we still got to perfect it. But um, from what I heard, I liked hearing that. Uh, play-wise, it l- looked good. It came down to a few, you know, throws that weren't there because I think that that's a simple thing to work on. It's I agree. Sure you can't, you know, yeah. can't run the plays. But, I agree. I do. Yeah, but that's really all I have to say on the the Lions. All right, the, the Giants, but the Giants. Are the I guess the Lions. Yeah, I guess <laughs> the Lions. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna take a ride down the Turnpike and uh, to uh, South Philly at the Novacare Complex. All right, so we got a trip down the turnpike, boys. So I'm going to start with actually the positional battle of the offensive line first, and then Connor, I'm going to offer you a sincere apology shortly after. So the right guard position, um, it's Cam Jurgens' job. He's been taking the first team reps. Uh, yeah. Tyler Steen has taken zero first team reps. They've actually been, uh, where Jeff Statlin and company have been working on interchanging him with uh, making him learn the guard position of right guard, of course. Uh, right tackle for a little bit. And, of course, left tackle, they've been plugging him in for the second team because he did play left tackle at Alabama and, I believe, Vanderbilt, too, as well. Uh, So, yeah, there's that. Did you have have a question? Okay. So, I'm going to start with, uh, after that, my sincere apology to Connor with the the DeAndre Swift talk. DeAndre Swift has solidified the number one running back. He's catching passes out of the backfield. He's taking carries. 
It's they've had a couple of first round reps for Boston Scott, um, Trey Sermon even, and also Rashad Penny. Kenny G has gotten zero first team reps, is what I'm seeing. Um, Are you apologizing to me about DeAndre Swift or the Kenny G? The DeAndre Swift, 100. Okay. percent Let's not get that twisted. Um, DeAndre Swift. Kenny G's off my team anyway. Yeah, DeAndre Swift is going to be the solidified number one running back in this offense. Sure, the Eagles like to interchange running backs and stuff like that, but when at the end of the day, probably when you look at every game, DeAndre Swift's going to lead the stat sheet and you know just overall touches with running backs and stuff. Um, so Kenny G is seen as more as a goal line type of back in the Eagles offense. They don't think he brings a lot to the passing game. Um, even like an inside type of run running back, not even just goal line, just in general, they do see him more as that, but full-time back for Kenny G crew. Um, if there is any, you have like nine guys. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, so yeah. So I'll start with the quarterback. Jalen's looked better than last year, if that's even possible. Um, he's, look, he's looked great. Uh, Marcus Mariota has looked awful, by the way. Really? Yeah, terrible. Surprise, Actually, surprise. The quarterback who probably has a shot to be the two is Tanner McKee. Listen, Tanner McKee's looked awesome. Listen, the guy was pretty much projected to go in the first round Yeah. up until – about a month before the draft. Yes. And he was the guy that was like, um, I'm trying to think of a good That's why the Eagles took him. They couldn't skip on him again, you know? I'm I'm trying to think of a good comparison um, to what he was because, like – Nichols. No, I mean, like, when, like, you're looking at, like, mock drafts Mm -hmm. and, like, getting excited, and especially teams that need a quarterback, like – you're looking at guys with the high upside, you know, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. You're looking at those guys, and Tanner McKee was that next guy, but, like, that some analysts would put ahead of, like, like an Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, like, here and there mm-hmm. because it was aggregate ball. And you watch McKee, and you're like, yeah, he throws an aggregate ball, but you're just like, you know, you're like, nobody would be excited if – like your team, it was almost like the Broncos picking Paxton Lynch. Yes, where you're just like, okay, like, like you know, he had a good college career and whatever, but I'm not like thinking this guy's going to be my franchise quarterback. Right, right. But if you get him, a where you got him, and b to be a backup, he can be a solid. He could potentially be as solid as backup as you can ask for. Yeah, so like. The only part is they'd have to change the offense if Jalen were, sure. God forbid, go down because sure. he has, like, zero mobility. But most teams – that's what most teams do. Sure. Because not a lot of teams have the luxury of having a similar style quarterback. I know. That's why they picked up Mariota. But, sure. like, a lot of teams don't have luxury because, frankly, there's not a lot of quarterbacks out there that do that just yet. I think you're going to see more come in. You've seen more in the past few years come in. but. Yeah. It's still transitioning to that. Yes. So, hey, if you have a guy that can, you know, still throw the ball and not, you know, be a dud or a guy that you're just like, you know, all hope is lost, but like still completes the passes, good. Yeah. No. And he's been like probably the second best quarterback in camp thus far. Good. So is he giving Dak Prescott rookie vibes? I wouldn't go that far. He was one of those. Yeah, fringe kind of guys who could go earlier in the draft. I wouldn't yeah, go in the fourth. I wouldn't go there. 
because that's. But Dak Dak was different than right ballpark. Dak was different when he got drafted though, because Dak was like he had that amazing year uh, at Mississippi, what, uh, Mississippi, Mississippi, State. Mississippi State. Yeah, he had that amazing final year at Mississippi State, and it was like oh, it was almost like um, uh, what's his name. Um, Mississippi like Teddy, State. It was. It was. It was kind of like Teddy Bridgewater. Um, his la- at Louisville. Oh, like by the way, congrats on Teddy getting signed today. Yeah. By the way, love Teddy. But it, it was almost like that, where it's like, oh, like, hey, this guy, this guy's legitimate, like quarterback, like who wants to? I feel like or Hen- actually, Hen- Hooker is the best example. Because I was going to say, Teddy could have been a Heisman candidate when he was at Louisville. Dak, Dak's last year, he was he was close to a. I'm pretty sure he was up for the Heisman, or he was close to it. I feel like. Dak, 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 Dak was like okay. Hennon Hooker. Okay. Hennon Hooker was like Dak's year where they were like, hey, all the stats are there and like what's not to like, but then there was like little things where like, I don't know if he's going to be able to transition to the pro stuff, blah, 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 all that stuff. Well, and then he did. What I'm but, trying to say is, God forbid, not trying to say anything. Jalen goes Let's down. Let's say Jalen goes down. Okay. You – from what you've seen so far, would have at least a little bit of confidence in him. Would I have confidence in him? No. Because it's it's only part of training camp, right? I'd have more confidence. Unfortunately, he looked bad thus far. Mariota, you know, he's played, he has a lot of regular season games under his belt. You don't have to change the offense. You could run run pass options, you know, which is what the Eagles dictate their offense on. Um, And he's made, when I say he's looked bad, I mean, it's not like he like can't throw a ball in the ocean or anything like that. He just throws a lot of picks, like a lot of picks, and you're not supposed to do that in seven on seven. Mm-hmm. You know, you can throw picks in camp, eleven on elevens, that's fine. But like seven on seven, you don't even have a pass rush in front of you. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, I just feel confident just having the veteran presence, though. Even so, with what I just said about Mariota, I know I just contradicted myself pretty much by saying how bad he was. But anyway, I'd rather have him than Tanner McKee, rookie coming in for. A, Possible Super Bowl contending team is a lot to ask for him to, you know, perform. Yeah. That's... Was that well said? Yeah. I'm just checking. But, but, like, what I'm going back to is that with Romo, that was our chance. Yes. To be that Super Bowl team. Yes. And then not only did Tony Romo get hurt, Kellen Moore got hurt. Okay. So that forced Dak into this role. For sure. And that's easy for you to say because you've seen it done. Right? Yes. But at this at the same time, if like it's it's August what, eighth? He's been good for the first two weeks and like the Eagles don't have training camp every day. You know, they've had eight practices in two weeks. Okay. So they take a lot of days off and you know, hey, hey it works for them. It worked for them last year, right? I, I need to see a little more. Ask me again after Saturday when the Eagles play the Ravens. Okay. I want to see him in game action. Ask me again that, though. Um, okay, so I'll jump to the wide receivers. Um, A.J. Brown looks in midseason form. Devontae has been having guys look like they're on skates. Uh, Quez Watkins, the uh, acquisition of Alameda Zacchaeus, actually looks like it actually propelled him to start, you know, performing and doing better in one-on-ones. He was always a good practice player, though. So, I, I, and I've said this the last couple of times, too, and it's definitely different coming from you who sees – a lot more than what I do, but I was always under the impression I was like, 
Wes Watkins is a great wide receiver three. He is. I, I know like there's times where, especially with anyone's wide receiver threes, where you could want more, but at the same time, you're like, well, there's a reason he's the wide receiver three. Agreed. Like, I don't know. Like when we talked about back when, for example, DeAndre Hopkins' name was around, and like, you know, oh, what if the Eagles got him? You can't have too like too many alphas in the kitchen because it, it's not going it, to. It, there's only one ball to. It's only going to cause problems. Yeah, in house. It works when you have an AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, a Tyree Kill, and a Jalen Waddle, a Jamar Chase, and a T Higgins. Correct. When you have too many, it's like, well, somebody is like out of the three. There's always one that's going to be slightly the odd man out. Like, I'm not saying it's impossible, but you can only have like you can only do so much, and then you know maybe there's disgruntlement right. or whatever it is. But you want to have a good like, you no, know, you're you're one, either you're one A or you're one B or you're two. Or and then you're you're three. Well, yeah, that's who you want. Wes Watkins is a good three. In he eyes. is a good three, and I gotta give I gotta give wide receiver threes across league credit because it's hard going out there and running these routes knowing you're like the fourth, fifth, sometimes sixth option on a play. But with, you know, but with two with him, what he's good at too. What I've noticed at least is when the play breaks down, he can he can he obviously he's very very quick. Yes. He can scramble around and get open, like and, and he can, and, but he has a problem where it's like the lights turn on and like everything he's shown, he flashes on, is gone. Fair, you know. Why is wide receiver three? Yeah, week week eight last season catches the, the deep ball from uh, Jalen Hurts, gets up and runs in and just gets tackled by a Washington defender and fumbles the football. Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts under pressure from Chris yeah. Jones in his face. Jalen off his back foot. There was a great pass. Where only Quez Watkins can catch it, and he drops it. You know, yeah. so it's like just shit like that. But I think us signing Zacchaeus, I'm, I'm sure that's his actual his real name, Zacchaeus. I've heard oh, yeah. from a couple other people too. Well. I've heard. Sorry if I'm butchering. Do you hear Zacchaeus? Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I think the signing of him really elevated his game a little bit. So I want to see a transition on the field and stuff, which I'll be watching, you know, on Saturday night to see if that does. But something to watch. Um, Grant Calcaterra has been pushed down the depth chart by Tyree Jackson. We talked about him a lot. Yeah, great physical freak of nature. He's like 6'6", like 260, runs like freaking like the wind. And he's been a developmental piece for the Eagles these last couple seasons, being stashed on the practice squad and just getting those practice reps and everything. So I'm curious to see him too as well transition on the field. I, I like Grant Calcaterra. I think Grant Calcaterra is a good, you know, like tight end two or three for like I a lot of good teams. Jackson's potential. Me too, and that's like kind of what it comes Logan, down Logan to. Thomas style. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. I think Logan Thomas is a perfect comp for him if he if he puts it all together. Yeah. Um, offensive line. I always mentioned. I just mentioned Cam Jurgens is a starting right guard. That's probably not going to change. I think he's he actually looks like, according to reporters, stepped in there and has. Has it missed a beat with losing Sam Alu? I didn't really understand like the whole like him kind of losing a spot, you know, to Tyler Steen right off the bat. Like, I thought so because Tyler Steen's got that guard body. He's like six six, like three forty. But sometimes that might be a little too but, big. And like, I also didn't put into account what are the Eagles like doing with the offensive line? Pulling. Too. Cam Jurgens can yeah. pull and and you know do Jason Kelsey type of things. Maybe not to the greatness of Jason Kelsey, but still you get it. 
Um, so I guess I'll flip to the defense now. Yes, flip the defense. Uh, Jordan Davis has lost about 15 to 20 pounds, and he's in the best shape of his life. Uh, Fletcher Cox has given him praise. Brandon Graham has given him praise, too. Um, Josh Sweat has looked fierce. Um, Sean Desai is trying a few things at camp, which I'm not going to hold weight to it. He's putting uh, Josh Sweat and Nolan Smith in some packages as stand-up linebackers. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it's very tough to evaluate edge rushers and linebackers yeah. in camp. Like, I had a few things on my end, too, where I was just like, I don't even know. Yeah, what they're to trying say. different things. You're, you're trying to see, who, yeah. like you know, who works out and and what they're best at doing because you're doing. There's multiple jobs that you're doing in those positions, so it's like I, I can't really evaluate. Yeah, you know, what's going on? I remember last year too, as well, where we were talking like during training camp, we just signed Hassan Reddick, and I was like, they're making Hassan Reddick drop into coverage. I'm going to lose my freaking yeah. mind. And then look what happened. The guy had 18 and a half sacks. And this year. I remember saying to you, too, I was like, part of the reason why they're doing that is to like disguise a defense. Sure. Is to see how an offense reacts to something like that. Because when an offense is out there and they're looking at Hassan Reddick, they're not expecting him to drop into coverage. And if he does, that changes the whole outlook where you have, you know, your A option, your number one option, maybe a swing route. Whatever it yeah. is, where you're like, uh, 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 confusing. Uh, yeah. Like, so you're going to try a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that is the importance of Micah Parsons. I mean, the, the, the overall importance, I, I can't even begin to say, but like Micah Parsons being able to just be out there, he creates that bit of distraction where you're just like, I don't know what he's going to do. That's the one question I have about is like making him a full-time edge rusher is like leave him like, and I'm not, I, I'm, not I'm not saying, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying like keep him what he's doing. Let's, let's try it out. Right. He can be, a, you know, one, one of the best pass rushers in the league, but definitely. I, I think like, he might be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's well, like, Nick Bosa, but, but it's, but at the same time is at what cost, like, when he's out there and you have to account for him doing whatever he can do because he can stay with tight ends, he can stay with running backs, he can stay with some wide receivers. Yes, he's like, dropping back in the coverage. I know, I, like, I know. I know. Part of the reason, too, why I told you at the time of the draft yeah, let's, like, let's not revisit. Oh, I know. You hated that pick. Well, all right, guys. Let's not revisit. But anyway, yeah. Let me let me jump back to offense for a second too as well because I'm gonna drop a name for you guys, um, which is actually one of our probably training camp sweethearts, which every team has one. Joseph Nagata has been awesome in training camp. I believe he was a wide receiver out of Oklahoma. I think he was with Jalen for like a year somewhere. I forget. I forget particularly what what location. That name but, doesn't sound familiar for many of the Alabama years. No, so definitely I not Alabama. Assume, I, would I don't know why. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I was thinking. That's Definitely wasn't Alabama. Okay. I know that for a fact. But he might actually, like, has a good shot at making the roster because he's been lights out with both the one. Like, I think, no, he didn't have too many reps with the ones. The twos he's been running with for the most part because just the crowded room that the Eagles have a wide receiver right now. Um, okay, that was my jump back to offense. I didn't want I didn't want to forget his name. Okay, so our starting defensive line right now is uh, Sweaty J, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, and Hassan Reddick. So that's the starting base defense you're going to see on day one, which is nice to see because Jordan Davis kind of struggled to get on the field a little bit, especially after we signed Linville Joseph and 
the Dumakong Sioux last year. So good to see Jordan Davis getting the, you know, the first team reps and stuff. You like to see that in the first round draft pick, at least a little concerned about that when he came back from injury last year, that he wasn't getting those, but that looks to be the different story this year. I haven't heard much on Jalen Carter. I just know that he came into camp in much better shape than the whole thing that he was at his uh, pro day and everything. Um, Yes, I'm, I was just going to say, it was like, a guy like that, it's just go out there. Yeah. Like, what, like, I know. What, yeah, I know. I, I, I've said it before. I was like, D, DTs, and there is like, you know, there's DTs that like can specialize in pass rush, and there's ones that are like, hey, you're out there to, you know, plug the run, whatever. But if you have the talent – that we've seen Jalen Carter have and mm-hmm. others have at that position. It's just like, hey, go out there. You're going to make a play. Yeah. Like, and, like, I've seen pictures of, like, Jalen – I mean, uh, yeah, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis next to each other, and, my God, Jordan Davis is a huge human being. They're both huge. Yeah, I know, but, like, it may, he makes Jalen Carter look like a little kid. Dude, it's that, nuts. That, that, that team, like, that, t- that team – was an NFL defense. Yes, like, that team agreed. Was, like, Best defense of all time in college football. I mean, we, like we talk about, we've said it for you know years, jokingly, half jokingly, in my end, about like if an offense, like if uh, an, like the worst NFL team went up against like this college team, what would happen? And I don't know what would happen, but I was like, you know the Georgia, like that Georgia defense, the Alabama defenses for years, some of the Alabama offenses for years, some of the Ohio State offense for years. Like, who knows? Like, they'd be competitive. Yeah, like, it, it, it's absurd. Agreed. And the Eagles have depth at DT, like just insane. You got Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Marlon Tui Palatu. You got Milton uh, Williams. You got. Contavious Street, which a lot of people forget about because of all the additives they have at defensive tackle. Did you guys just sign him? A while ago. Really? Yeah, a while ago. Yeah. He's there too. And I think there's another one. Moro Ajomo actually has looked pretty good too. Very powerful and stuff. So I'm curious to see if he makes the 53. But again, we're weeks away from that. Uh, Let me jump to linebackers for a second too. N'Kobe Dean has looked – hasn't really stood out too much. But it's linebackers. It's hard to stand out in that aspect. So – He's dealing with a minor injury right now, and in the meantime, how he wasted no time noticing a weakness, signed Miles Jack and uh, Zach Cunningham. Um, I've always been a big fan of Zach Cunningham, and even Miles Jack when he came out of college. I know Miles Jack has struggled over the last couple of years, but it's all about getting that veteran presence. So Zach Cunningham, if I remember, Texans. Titans. Texans. Texans. And Titans, I think, too. Almost uh, led the league in tackles. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I've actually wanted him in a couple free agents. I wanted too. to draft him. So yeah. I was insanely high on Miles Jack coming out. Me college. too. Second and round, I think he went, I right? Would, uh, I think he went second round I because I remember him being in the first. Oh, he, did was he? A Jay, he was a Jalen Smith situation because he was like top five um, yeah. elite, but he was another one like Jalen Smith that they were like, with the injuries, they were like, Hey, if you do hit, you have about like four, maybe five years of, you know, prime football. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And he never, like, he was good, I guess, not great with Jacksonville. And then, you know, he went to Pittsburgh. But, like, 
Uh, I feel like in the right situation, which I feel like the Eagles are, where you know you have, you're surrounded by so much talent, you don't yeah. have to be the guy. That takes a lot of pressure off. Sure, and that allows you to succeed. Um, that's a good spot to be. Yeah, and Zach Cunningham, Zach Cunningham is a solid like role player too. Where like it's a di- it's different from Miles Jack, but like uh, he's one that's like he's just a contributor. Yeah, like, he'll contribute. Absolutely. So you'd my, rather have him than not have him. Yeah, and so today was their first day of practice, and Miles Jack in Nicobe Dean's absence was getting first team reps already. Yeah. So I mean that's there's an absence. Yeah, for sure. Because like who are your alternatives? It's yeah. Christian um well, oh my god. Christian Ellis and uh Sean Bradley, yeah. I believe, and Nick Morrow. Yeah. Who is not guaranteed any money this year. So, you know, there's a reason why these guys are available in August, but you know, the Eagles showed you something by signing those two guys. They noticed the weakness. Yeah. So they they nipped in the bud now. Um, star camp so far on both sides of the ball, Nolan Smith, uh, by all the writers and everything, apparently his get off at the line of scrimmage is like the quickest out of like anybody by far on the defensive line and quickest that they've seen in Philadelphia in a long time. So I'm curious to see Nolan Smith this year. Very curious. Um, not much to say on defensive backs. You guys know the starters there, Slay, Bradbury, Maddox, uh, Kelly, uh, not Kelly. Keely Ringo has looked good in camp too as well. He has a couple years to develop here because you got Bradbury for three years and Slay for three years. So these guys are going to get older as time goes on. So I like the size of Keely Ringo too as well at the 6'2 frame he's got. Um, reminds me a lot of like the size that Charles, Charles Tillman had and stuff. So I hope to you know replicate that career, but getting ahead of myself here. But um, learn, learn from the vets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just Take, absorb. Exactly. You know. And I believe he is the next man up on the outside if one of the – Corners do go down. So, some to look at too. Uh, Reed Blankenship has taken first team reps at uh, safety and has looked good doing it uh, so far in camp. And they've interchanged that safety spot with uh, Kayvon Wallace and Terrell Edmonds at that safety position. Keep a lookout on safety being upgraded at some point this offseason. I think Howie's looking. Louis Baker, that, uh, that dream died, huh? It did. It did. That's, that's <laughs> fine. That's okay. That's okay. I thought, I thought it was happening. It uh, could still. It could very well still. But uh, but the Eagles are going to upgrade somewhere at safety, I think, at some point. And uh, you never you never can count how we out, especially when things get quiet. Things happen yeah. in Philadelphia. So um, trying to think what else. I think that's about it, guys. Yeah. As of so far right now. So we'll have more after next after this week because we've got the Eagles playing a preseason game on Saturday. Was there anything else across other training camps that you guys have noticed? Um, a couple things on my oh, front. I got a big problem. It is with these coaches and organizations who draft rookie quarterbacks who are taking first team reps away and like interchanging quarterbacks. Like, why the fuck is Bryce Young not getting all the first team reps? He was announced announced as starter, too. He was, but there's been days in camp where he's not getting the first team reps. Same with CJ Shroud, where they're putting Davis Mills in there. He's also been essentially announced as starter. And And also, yes, correct. And also, I get it that Anthony Richardson's not getting first-team reps here and there. So that's one that I want to talk about. He's looked great. He's looked very good. Yes. And so I think, I've heard. I think that he he's on kind of like a Lamar Jackson trajectory. Uh huh. Um, he's a, he's got the Derrick Henry frame because he's like he's six four and he's like two fifty. So he's like a can. Pretty much. He, he's he, like Cam Newton. He, 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 he and seen, shout out to Sal. He as soon as I drafted Anthony Richardson, he goes, "Hey, nice drafting, little Cam." 
he, he seems like one that, um, like, just from what I've seen, that he's ready. He's ready to go, man. Yeah. Like, regardless if he's ready, ready, like, where, you know, you can suspect, like, expect some struggles, he looks like it's like, um, you know, we're not keeping you, like, we're going to work through the struggles in game. Like, Correct. You're going to go now. Like, yeah. him throwing, I mean, just watching, like, him throwing the ball next to Minshew, it's like, you, he needs to play. Yeah. Like, he, the way he's tossing the ball and the way that everybody's talking, I'm like, you need to just play and him in. Right I've now. heard his accuracy has been pretty yeah. fucking good so far in camp. And that was a big knock on him, too, as well, was his accuracy. I've heard uh, a lot of good things about. Bryce, CJ, and Richardson. Same Levis, here. All so three. Much. I've heard good things about Malik Actually, Willis. Malik Willis Malik is number Willis, two on the depth chart right now. And over I, Will Levis. And I think that's really interesting. That's for us, man. Yeah. Let's go. Malik yeah. Willis. Um, but <laughs> I, I think that's great. And again, that's what it always kind of should have been. And, you know, I know that, you know, in a, like the, the, you always got to evaluate year by year. Sure. So I'm not knocking – and especially Titans taking Levis in the second round. Like, yeah, I, I support that decision. I do too. You have Willis, to. Willis was – actually, none of those quarterbacks outside of Pickett, who I was pretty, you know – I mean, he wears gloves. I was pretty strong. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> pretty strong about, like, I'm not a fan of Pickett, but – Pickett at least was like the one that was like, okay, you can, you know, you're ready, he's ready to go in. You could right justify it, yeah. And, and again, you know, I, I root for, I hope Pickett becomes a good quarterback, and he, he showed, he showed good things. We have a lot of Steeler connections, but, you know. But uh, every other quarterback in that draft, I was like, they're a multiple year project. Yes. And I was like, you know, you don't need to just see that project through, but I was like. Can't be surprised if they're the ones balling out the next year and your other quarterback's not. So And to piggyback off that draft class, I've heard Desmond Ritter looks really also good that, too. That's my that's yeah. my point. Is I've also heard that. So there's things there um, that's been good. I, I've seen great things about all of the, the wide receivers so far. Zay Flowers has been tearing up the Ravens where he's George, been on guard. George Pickens George, looked phenomenal. George Pickens out of here. But um Jordan Addison, he's a little bit. Quentin Johnston's been tearing up Chargers. Jackson Smith and Jigba. I heard him up. too. All of the yep. all of the rookie wide receivers um, have seemingly Jalen Howard. All all of them have seemingly been integrated perfectly um, and and doing really really well in camp. So that's good to see. Um, other stuff. Oh, guys, Kelly Green's back, man. Oh, Kelly Green's. Kelly Green. Okay, so the Which Eagles are wearing them for two games this year. They're wearing them on Sunday night against the Dolphins. I wasn't going to go to the game. Naturally, I am now. And, of course, against the Bills, I have tickets to that game. Yeah. And I have a lot to say about the jerseys um, because I think more teams should, A, just have flexibility with the jerseys. But, like, I've been saying for years, the Giants need to just make the color rush jersey or the legacy jersey, whatever they are now. They're home and away. It's the, the NFL, dude. I'm telling you, it's the NFL. And I've been seeing a lot of like jersey rankings lately. Are the Rams jerseys not the worst oh, jerseys? The, the 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 cream jerseys I not hate the worst jerseys you've ever seen. Oh, I, I can't stand them. I totally they are. I am so with you. Horrific. And like I've seen them like in the the middle. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm like like 
there's not one jersey that's remotely close to as bad as that. I am so with you. Horrendous. Yes. Worst jerseys by far. By far. God. Which, I want to go into the creamsicle ones. Do you guys like the Bucks ones? They're, they're, they're okay. Yeah, they're okay. They're okay? Okay. All right. I mean, they're, they're okay. They're like different, but like still cool enough where like, you know, they're not my favorite jerseys. They're not like Chargers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. They're like, not, they're not. That's a different but tier. They're okay. That's but, a totally but they're, different they're, tier. they're okay. They're still, because again, they're not like the freaking, um, the, the Packers or, or Bronco, like the Bronco, you know, the Broncos, uh, what was that, that disgusting jersey? The Pack. The Packers. So blue, the Packers had that that navy ugly blue, blue with the brown and with shit. The brown. Now, remember the brown like, when McDaniel uh, McDaniel's was the coach there. The Broncos like that brown, like they had that like weird. Yes. Oh. Yes, that was that was bad. The Steelers too. had that. Ugly oh, one the, too. the the honeybees. Oh, the yeah, honeybees. Uh, like there's uh, some gross. Oh, they got the Eagles with the the light blue and the yellow. Yeah, you guys ever seen like, those? Yeah. Oh, they're disgusting. Oh, I hate like them. He loves them for some reason. We have this argument every time. He tells me all the time as we're driving down to Philly, I'm going to buy you a Brent Selleck jersey. Pete loves Brent Selleck for some reason. I don't know why. Like, great eagle. Like, awesome. But he just, you know, he's Brent Selleck. But anyway, so he wants to buy me that kind of jersey, and I, I would never wear it. Absolutely I would literally never. just send a video of, you know, when you're done. Oh, I can't disrespect it that bad, but oh, it's me, close. I just love like the like so like I mean you got the chart charge pad blues. Top tier. Yeah. Top tier. But like I love like the Bengals and the Panthers when they wear the black with yeah. like oh yeah. god dude. So I might sick. have another contender for ugliest jersey. Who? Seattle's like neon highlighter green yeah. jerseys yeah not a favorable not, opinion i don't mind them i don't i don't i don't yeah, i don't i don't I don't, I don't I don't hate them but they're definitely not one of my favorites they're way below the creamsicle that's like a you know what it's a c yeah oh no not for me not a, that's like a c tier for me for no, like yeah, jerseys. That's, that's yeah like a c yeah, tier yeah. the the creamsicle is f Nobody's on that. Yeah. I would say D. I would no, say F. Hundred percent. Uh, there's nothing worse for me. Agreed. I think that's the worst. Disgusting. I if I was a Rams fan, I would. I I don't even know if I'd watch it. I'd make fun of everybody who wears that jersey. It's, it's, it's a Rams fan. Gross. It's horrible. No, no, I'm saying the creamsicle. Bucks jersey. Oh, mm-hmm. that's in the C tier for me. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's oh, oh, C tier. Oh, 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 they're saying the Rams. No, yeah, uh, Rams F yeah, like Z poverty, but. Oh, yeah. I agree with the Rams. The yeah. the, the the Buccaneers one, I, I don't. Uh, the Buccaneers one and the Seahawks one are pretty much like in that same level for me, where I'm like they're fu- like they're fine. They're doing something different, and even if it's not my, I don't like it. You know what I, I fuck with? It. Like it's like one of the most intimidating like jerseys. The Ravens black. Oh the yeah, Ravens that's what I was gonna, with the purple number. The, the Ravens black is the most intimidating. Beast. When you had Terrell Suggs, yeah, Ray Lewis. Oh my hair, god, showing up in that Ravens black. Yeah, you chest. knew you were in for a rough you night. You knew you were in for a rough night. Yes, yes. Dude, that's so funny. I knew guess that jersey. I knew it. I knew right away. That's my hands down my most intimidating jersey. Yes. But the, but the reason I said those guys is the walk out of the tunnel. Terrell Suggs with the gladiator yeah. mask on, coming out. Ray Lewis doing his dance, and you're just like, yeah, I, if I was opposed to him, I'm good. I'm good. Like I'm good. I'm not. I'm not dealing with that. That's that's Glad. not. Yeah. 
hands down, the most intimidating jersey in the NFL is that Ravens. I'm not spending the flight home yeah. after this game rehabbing. I'm not all, doing it. I mean, all of the black jerseys are the goats. Agreed. Like, Agreed. those are... I even like the Eagles black jersey. The Eagles black Yeah, the Eagles black ones are nice. It's right up That should be their alternate, but they should be full-time Kelly Green all the time. Hands down. Agreed. Hands down. Agreed. The Kelly Green is just so cool. It is. I love it. I I can't wait to freaking see that team in that Kelly Green, dude. Because I know they're going to ball out when it happens. You can't not. Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine they lose that game against the Miami Dolphins. Oh, my God. But that's why I'm so tired of the freaking jump. Like, because the Cowboys, the Cowboys have great jerseys, and then they can still like alter it where it's still like super clean. The Eagles can do it. The Giants, they have the jerseys, the the legacy jerseys, the white color rush is so. Yeah, there are away jerseys right now. Are I even, trash. I even honestly like the red jerseys. They're the most have. disgusting jerseys. No, I, I wasn't in the history. Of I didn't Giants think the red football. was that bad. I'll agree with you. I didn't think it was I that bad either. That I no. despise those red jerseys. Yeah, you look like the Texans. I hate those <laughs> red jerseys, and I hate the when they change to just the white and red. With no blue trim, I was like, "What the? There were big blue. Like, why? Why take that away? The color rush jerseys are the ones that go to, and then the the blue with the red trim are also. I must say, the the Giants jerseys with the red, I agree with you, they're not oh. that bad, but they're not intimidating as. Not at all. It, look, it looks like a bunch no. of guys that can't be hit. Yeah, they. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like they wanted to do what the Patriots did when the Patriots had. That but those were jersey. great red jerseys. Those were great red those jerseys. Those are great red jerseys. It went well with the emblem, because, with the you know, dude. Why? Because they have the th- the tricolor trim. Because they had Tom Brady too. Well, <laughs> and honestly, you, you could put him in like a freaking like one of those lead jackets you get to get X rays. You could put him in the Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would still ball the hell out. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I'm trying to think what other good jerseys are there. I mean, oh, I, what about those Miami Dolphins orange jerseys? Uh, I, I like I, I like the Dolphins. Oh. So I've always hated the Dolphins colors. Me too. It makes me sick. I hate the like, Dolphins. I yeah, just don't I, like I, the Dolphins. I always hated the Dolphins. Yeah. Like the, I hate those colors. It makes me sick. But the one jersey that they have now where it's like, I think it's their color rush, but it's it's the same style, but it's like a throwback. It's almost like what the Knicks do where it's like, it's like, oh, that's the same jersey, but it's a little different. The Dolphins have that jersey where it's clean. It's like really, really clean. I got to like. check that out. Um, you would know if I showed it, but um, but I like that jersey's pretty clean. Um, the Falcons red jersey was oh, dude, I'm my friend from work, he's a big Falcons fan, but like those black jerseys with the freaking black Falcon on the shoulder pads, dude, beast, dude, with the the white number, the red jerseys were always clean, red jerseys Um, always clean, too. Yeah, a Um, new one, I did honestly like the all white. Bengals jerseys. Yeah, that's clean. White helmets and everything. Is that their color rush? That is their color rush, isn't it? I saw I saw I saw Cleveland was in like the top five or top ten. Disgusting. First of all, any would would be a high school football team with the mud dogs. Oh my god. I know. I was just about to say that too. Like any team that has the number and the city above the number disgusting. it's, It's stupid. And you know what? I support that as a high school team. Yes. Maybe even a college team, probably not, but maybe even a college D3. team. D3. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there, there's levels yeah. where I'm like, you know what, you, you should have that. Yes. Uh, NFL team having that is atrocious. It is. It's bad. 
It's bad. atrocious. It's all because bad. You know what you're saying to me? It's you're saying, did you guys forget who we are? Because yeah. It's so bad. You did it. Like, hey, you guys, guys we you. live in the most boring city in America. Oh. Here oh, it is, Cleveland. Disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> well, um, maybe Minnesota's old. Clean. The purple people here. Uh, ones, I mean, yeah, even, even, now, even now, Minnesota has great jerseys. And, and, you know, I might be biased because Warwick, those were our colors, those were our jerseys. But you throw it the wick? Is that you do? Throw it the wick. Yeah, yeah. you got the, the, the wick. purple and gold. The purple and gold is a tough. It's nice. Tough it's nice. Combo. Yeah. Uh, also, that. like JP football put up a thing where it's like, um, they said that he said that Adrian Peterson is the best franchise yeah, player. Yeah, I want to talk about this too. I want to talk about this too. Yeah. Okay. Good. Did you forget Randy Moss? <laughs> there is no way, and Adrian Peterson is unbelievable. I, I think we might have all had him in our top five. He's about yeah, five, for sure. But Top 10 running back of all time. Adrian, Randy Moss is the definitive best player in Vikings history. Correct. It's not up for discussion. Yes. It's not up for discussion. Correct. And you have Paige. Hell, he might even be the best player Alan, in Raiders you Alan, history. You have Paige there, too. He might even be the best player in Raiders history. I mean, yeah, if we're doing, like, stops, like... We both are. have him over I, Jerry Rice as the best wide receiver of all time. Yeah. Jerry Rice was a Raider at one point. I know, but that's not. What he did what in, in Oakland, of course, not. Yeah, that's, that's what good. I mean. That's what I mean. I, okay. I, you know, I'm yeah. saying. I hear you. I'm just going to just say he's definitively you. the best Viking. All right, if we're keeping it like that, then I agree. He's the best Viking by far. I mean, before our time. Page Fran Tarkenton. Yeah, it's not Randy Moss. Not Randy Moss. Not Randy Moss. I get it. Come on. I get Come it. Come on. You're trying to be an old head, and I respect it. But Randy Moss, dude. Because if you're talking about Fran Tarkenton, like, where is he in the list of all-time great quarterbacks? Thirties. <laughs> no. Yeah. What I'm looking Randy at. Moss what I'm looking at right now has him as number one all-time in Minnesota history. That's absurd. That's, the quarterbacks that's, that's, or player? That's, that's player. Gil, that's Gil mm. Brand. I guarantee you it's Gil Brand. Bleacher Report. Shockingly, it's not Gil Brand. <laughs> <laughs> you could have insight to it, though. You could have been like a ghostwriter. He, he was a ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Gil Brand. Yeah. He was the grandfather when that was still going. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Hey, guys, you guys want to wrap it up? I have one more thing. Yeah, hit, it, hit it. What are your thoughts on Sean Payton? With the Jazz thing? I don't Terrible understand one. why oh the hell you even open your mouth. I you want to know what it is? I it's him working at Fox for a year. That's it, his I think, I, yeah. I think it's that. I think it's him trying to take a little bit of pressure off of Russell Wilson. No. because of how He just added pressure no. to him. He did. He added more pressure to that. He added inadvertently. I get, I get what you're saying. It makes sense. For Russ, it, maybe that's inadvertent added pressure, but it's added pressure. It did the complete opposite. It added, it added more pressure to him Correct. for saying that. Yeah. Like, what I liked the most out of that was Aaron Rodgers' response. I did. So I did. I did like and that. then I like his response to Aaron Rodgers. Because I didn't see that. He said, um, okay, that they, they said what Aaron Rodgers said to yeah. Sean Payton, and he just said, we're past that. Yeah, okay. He, he killed it. Okay, he then, killed it. Right, That's so, fine. Because well, that was around the time where he said, I had my Fox Sports hat on. Yes. And realizing, you know, mitigating the damage. Absolutely. You get credit he for caught that. his mistake. You get credit I, for accountability, that. I like that. You get credit for that. Yeah. And, you know, the whole, like, bro code or whatever that they were talking about, like, that's one thing. 
But it's just for me, there was already a tremendous amount of pressure on you mm-hmm. and the Broncos and Russ right. like writing the wrong because mm-hmm. what we saw last year was an absolute travesty. Oh, my God. And there was so much where, like, you don't want to add any pressure. He hurt his you, reputation. And you added all the – and you know what? Like we said beforehand, Sean Payton, as a head coach, because, you know, everyone you know talks about Sean Payton as one of the greatest head coaches of all time. Yep. And we're all like, yeah, I mean – He might wear over, yeah. Yeah, he's up there. But we also said his entire tenure was with Drew Brees – Continuity and all that. Now we'll see it elsewhere. And he just put so much more pressure on top of him for saying something that he did not need to say. And on the flip side, too. Hit me. We both criticized the hell out of Nathaniel Hackett. Yes. And he lost it. We said, you know, I, I you, you were like, he needs to be gone right away. I said, I was like. You definitely need to give it some time to see it through. I was out on that whole – at the end of the first game of the season where it was like – oh, my God, what was it? Fourth and yeah, the end, ten. The end zone, or fourth uh, and five. The end zone Excuse line? me. No. Oh, okay. Fourth and five, and they have like 50 seconds left. And oh, they're yeah. calling yeah. in the play. Yeah. They wasted the entire yeah. play clock yeah. to, to do that. And and like and I said it on the podcast. Like at that at, at that time, after the game, you spent all this draft capital, these players, gave them a new contract. It's fourth and five, first game of the year. Fucking go for it. Go for it. And I said, and I said too, I was like, you know, I don't like what I'm seeing, but at the same time, is you know, you gotta you gotta see some of it through. And even I at around like week six was like, Yeah, this has to end. Yeah. However, on the flip side, first First year head coach taking on this role with already added pressure. You got Russ coming in, stuff like that. You might not be ready for it. I, I, I'm not. I was never writing Nathaniel Hackett off, and you know, me, and still saying that like maybe he's just best suited as an offensive coordinator or whatever coach. But never, you know, writing off. You know, maybe he's just not ready. Yeah. There's a, a bunch of coaches that have had first stints that have been a travesty that have come back from it. To what Sean Payton said was like that was that wasn't like said it was like the it worst was downright ever. demeaning. It was what? downright demeaning what he said. Where it was just like, why do you care so much if you are writing the ship? Because it's not like a guy like Russ is so like I was so like I have PTSD. Like I was so traumatized from that offensive scheme where I don't know if I can come back. Where like Sean's like. Okay, no, no. <laughs> like what? Like what are we doing here? You can write a ship for a guy like Russ and an offense like that with the players that they have, where you know you can you can turn that around and and get that going. If you're Sean Payton, the guy that we think you are, there's no need to say something like that. There's just Agreed. not like no. at all. No, it's only gonna, it's only going to do damage. It just added. It just added. There's already a heightened amount of pressure on you for a bunch of different reasons. One, you're in an extremely tough division. One may argue the toughest division in football. I would agree. Um, if you, if you, you know, 
said yeah. that, like name a division. Especially like, now with yeah. Sean Payton himself mm-hmm. in, in that division. But even if you don't, it's still one of the tougher divisions in football. Correct. And you're in the tougher conference in football. Like, if you don't make the playoffs right now, your reputation – we talked about this with Russ himself. Like, we said last year, I brought it up. I was like, you know, if Russ we, – we were like, you know, it was a down year. You know, you had Nathaniel Hackett. Everything went sour. Um, but if you don't come back from this, are you still a Hall of Fame quarterback? And the fact that the answer wasn't – Yes, immediately, which it still might very well be, but it wasn't yes immediately. We're like, I don't know. That says enough. Yeah, you're just like the fact that we're talking about Russ maybe not being a Hall of Fame quarterback now. Uh, dude, you like you're right. What, like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're right. What are you doing? You're after right. that, that and I love Russ. I, I loved Russ. He Me was too. One, he was my one of my favorite players in the league to watch. And then last year, man, like. I got to turn back into Denver Broncos games last year, but from what I remember, just awful. It was I don't, horrendous. I don't think you want to. It was I have to. Like, I have to see how bad it was. But but my point, and just I, look I'm, at pretty, I'm pretty sure you were a part of this conversation, but if you weren't, I, I remember having this conversation. Before last year, and again, you know, this is with the thought that Russ still has, you know, I'll, I'll be – like lenient here where I'll say like another five years okay. like before last year. Um, when all said and done is Russ Hall of Fame quarterback. This is before last year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Last year happens. And I, I brought it up like midway through the season, I think. I was like, you did. if Russ, if this is it and Russ continues on this trajectory and then just, you know, Falls off a cliff. I mean, you know, continues just the fall. Yeah. Is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? And your answer isn't immediately yes still. Then that that leads me – that says everything I need to know. Yeah. Where you're just like, you are adding that much pressure to a quarterback of this stature that had one of the biggest drop-offs ever. Where you could argue he had – more talent around him than he ever had. He went from a 93 in Madden to a 76. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Like, he he, like he was bad. Like, bad. That, but, like, that, that stuff drives me crazy. Where there's just no need to add that type of pressure that's already applied. And, that, and you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe, you know, everything works out. They ball out. Russ comes back to form. Sean Payton, Sean Payton. It all works out and great. Yeah. And, and I, I'd applaud them for that. Same. But I just don't think there's any need to add unwarranted pressure to the situation. And he did that. And he did that. Yeah, and he, he did, did that. that. And he did it as as hard as you could. You see how fast it like got forgotten about, though? Like, we're bringing it up now, but, like, it's not talked about in the media anymore. You know? It, it's not. But because that, he but killed that, it. But that for yeah, – which I give him credit for. Yeah. It, it, when, when you can – when you can make a mistake and then quickly right the wrong, we're saying, you know what? I had my Fox Sports hat on. I was wrong. It's done. Let's move on. Yeah. And then you move on, and then everyone moves on. Good, good for yep. them because that's how and he it had should, the chance that's how to. It be. And it, it shouldn't be. I don't plan on talking about this more unless they have a disastrous season. Then I'll bring it back uh, up. Yeah. But that's true. But which it, is possible. Just, it's just one of those things where I'm just like. I don't know because the pressure was not only on Russ; it was on you because yeah. 
there were a lot of people that were still the Sean Payton, the yeah. God, Bill and Sean. And you could have coached like, anywhere. Exactly. Literally anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. And you took this and it was like, but then there were still people where like, even me, who I love Sean Payton and, and think he's this great coach. I still played devil's advocate where I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, like he was only with the Saints and he only had Drew Brees and mm-hmm. his great offenses for all those years. Like, let's see him with a new team and a new quarterback and especially a quarterback that's seemingly broken. Yep. And see if he can fix that. And I'm telling you, watching Drew Brees live was just masterful. Yeah. Just masterful. He's one of the best. He was awesome. Yeah. Like just fitting just tight window throws. Like it was awesome. Awesome. And like you know, I, I had a lot of luxury to see a lot of great quarterbacks and stuff, but Drew Brees was, like, the guy who really sticks out to so, me. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Anything else around the league? Or... I think that's really it for, for me. That's really it? Yeah. Okay. So, next week, we'll have preseason games to talk about, guys, from what you guys see for your respective teams and stuff. So, I can't wait to hear about that. Uh, Friday night, we got the Giants and Lions. And then Saturday, we have the Eagles and Ravens. And Saturday, of course, we have the Cowboys and the Jaguars. Jaguars. Thank you, Sunday. And I want to see Trevor Lawrence because apparently Sunday told us that Trevor Lawrence is going to be playing on Saturday, which is interesting. I never said that. Well, he said Dougie P is going to play his starters. He said that he was going to play his starters for a couple series. Okay. Which starters? Can't speak to that. Fair. I hope to see Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. He's a starter, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll at least make the first eight minutes of the game exciting absolutely absolutely. before i could turn it off <laughs> all right boys see who's gonna play on your side i'll make sure i take some notes during the game too because i have that kind of time all right boys so we got nothing else to give you next week we'll give our recap of the preseason week one games and stuff and uh yeah peace peace